This is LBC, leading Britain's conversation with Steve Allen. Tweet at LBC. Text 84850. Steve Allen on LBC. Whoopee! 40 today! 40 today! Oh, dear. Lord, stop me from telling fibs. Anyway, it's nice to have you company. Thank you very much indeed. It's always nice to work on your birthday. Uh, not that it makes any difference when you get to it. I think by the time you pass 18, it makes no difference at all, does it? The producer went absolutely mental this morning, produced a cake, a lovely magnum of champagne, which uh, he and Rupert Barty had bought. Honestly, they must be earning far more money than I ever thought. Well, feeling that, he started... He perhaps he saw, I said to him, I bet you've sold the robot, haven't you? Got this, and he said, no, he, he wouldn't sell the robot. It's too entertaining. So, and then uh, Duncan Barks bought me a magnum of champagne as well. I mean, that's so nice. That is so nice. Thank you for all your cards. We've got uh, those to get through this morning. And, uh, and some new deba- news about Fred Phelps. You remember Fred Phelps, don't you? No, I'd kind of forgotten about him a little way. I'm hoping to forget more about him when he dies. I'm hoping that the sooner this man is taken up and goes straight to hell, the better. You remember him, and you know why you remember him? Because he featured on that programme the most hated family in America. He's the pastor of some crackpot church in America, where, frankly, they're all bigots and racists and homophobes, and he coined the slogan, God's Hates Fags. And they used to stand outside funerals of soldiers coming back from overseas with, you know, another one dead, good, and all this. They were, and they had their, their children out there as well. So I'm delighted to report that Fred Phelps Sr. is very close to death. Hurry up on your way. Hurry up on your way. A really vile man, vile family. Uh, except Nathan. Nathan was the, uh, the youngest, I think, in the family. He, he left Asia. He works in Canada now, and he promotes uh, LGBT. Is that lesbian, gay, bisexual and transgender? Which is ironic, because his father and the rest of the family are filth. Utter filth in America. So hurry up and die, Fred. Nobody's going to miss you. There's only about 70 people in the church. Nobody cares. Not even a, not even a proper church. So, uh, so that was the good news for today. The second good news was, I went to the hospital on Friday. Start here, and if you remember, I spent most of my time going backwards and forwards to hospital. Anyway, so Friday I go, and this was a special diabetic thing. And uh, they'd mentioned to me in the surgery that I go to that there is this injection you can have. And I think it's specifically made for people who have weight problems. If you're type 2 diabetic, it's apparently ideal for you. So I thought, wait a minute, I can't remember what it's it's called, actually. So I go and have a long consultation on Friday at the hospital. And we go through all my uh, medical records, we go through my medicine and everything else. And, um, and the lovely lady there said, right, well, I'll, I'll give you the injection. It's, uh, I actually get it myself. It looks exactly the same. If you're a diabetic, it looks exactly the same as your Apidra pens or your Lantus, anything like that, except it's not insulin inside the pen. It's, uh, it's something called Victoza. Now, Victoza apparently works on your pancreas, and it works as an appetite suppressant. That's the best way I can describe it. I mean, to, to be honest with you, if, if you're an overweight person, but if you're not diabetic, you're not going to get this thing. It's, it's only really... They, they have to vet you, and they've got to go through all this procedure and all the rest of it. You can't just walk in and say, can I please have some of that? It doesn't work. Much as though, I'm sure people would love to get it. So, uh, she gave it to me. She said, what you do is you do a, an injection in the morning... So when I get up, I do this injection, and I put in, I put in 0.6, 0.6, which is actually quite a low dose. And, and that works. She said, there might be a side effect. You know, you might feel a bit nauseous, you might, might be sick. Well, I haven't, haven't suffered anything like that yet. But I tell you, it just kicked in yesterday. 
Because normally I can I can eat quite quite well, but this makes your stomach feel full without actually eating all the food. And I must tell you this morning, I have eaten a piece of cake. So if the programme goes slightly doolally in about half an hour's time, you'll know that the amount of sugar in this birthday cake that Sam bought is enough to push me over the edge. But it's, it's only once. So yesterday, all I had to eat yesterday, and this was on one little injection, was two bites of a sausage roll in the morning. That was it. I just had two bites and I felt full. It seems ridiculous, doesn't it? Then I went down to my brother's and we had lunch out and I had roast beef, Yorkshire pudding, two roast potatoes, um, cauliflower cheese, carrots and mange too. And I ate, I ate 80, 89% of it. And that's all I ate all day. I then got home at about five o'clock, poured myself a glass of Prosecco, went through the papers, went to bed. Didn't feel hungry. Nothing at all. Sometimes I'd been before and I'd bought a couple of things and I thought, oh, well, I'll have a Cumberland pie this evening. Didn't want anything. Didn't want anything at all. So I was, I was quite, I was quite pleased, actually. So I thought it's now kicking in. So I'm really pleased with it. Really pleased with it. So that, that was that was my that was my result. Friday, Friday. Wait a minute. Yes, Friday. No, Saturday. We go to jo- to Joe Allen's. Okay, and uh, we're having a nice lunch. And Cathy uh, bought me a bottle of champagne because they like that down there. And I, I've been going there for thirty five years, and I love it in there. I can s- I could sit there all day quite happily. We'd taken the car up to town, and uh, we had a bottle of champagne between three of us, which was lovely. About you know a couple of glasses each. And um, <laughs> we're sort of sitting in there. And there's a lady in there who is the Queen lookalike. Now, she knows me from a long, long time ago, but she's now getting on a bit. And so she, d- she didn't remember what I looked like. So somebody had obviously said, Steve Allen's in Joe Allen's today. So she comes up to our table. She goes, uh, Steve Allen's in, in today. Were you aware of this? And so we all go, no. Jonathan Levi said, no, I don't think so. She said, do you know Steve Allen? And Jonathan went, um... I've got a brother called Steve. Oh, so she's put a hand on my shoulder. She goes, she, he looks a bit like you, she said, but but it can't be because you, you're really fat. And so so I go, right. Now, bearing in mind, the maitre d', Cathy, is aware of what's going on. So she's trying to sort of think of a way of getting this lady away from the table so we, we can have our lunch and all the rest of it. And it, was, it, was all, it was all very amicable. So then she looks at me, she goes, you do look like Steve Allen. So she said, what, what's your name? So I, so, so I said, Ryan. So she oh, right, Ryan what? Well, of course, if somebody asks you your surname, you've got to think quite... So I went, Brocklebank. Ryan Brocklebank, she says. Doesn't sound like Steve Allen, does it? So I said, I said no, no, not really, no. I'm still doing this sort of kind of quasi-Northern accent, trying to sort of pretend it's not me. And I said, Ryan Brocklebank, she goes. Anyway, at that moment, Cathy, the maitre d', comes over, and she looks at me and she goes, it's a tele- telephone call for you, Mr Branning. I said, no! <laughs> I've just told her it's Brocklebank. You've come over and made this name up. So anyway, so she goes, oh, it must be a telephone call for you. And I'm thinking, oh, please, please don't twig to this one. Please don't twig to this one. So Cathy said, well, you better come and do something on the telephone now. So make it look as though you're actually on the phone. Hilarious. Hilarious. So yesterday we go down, we go to this restaurant called, I think it's called The Chambers. It's not very big. The food was, it, it, it was, it was Okay. It's, it's, I should imagine in the evening it's lovely. The staff were very good. There were a few little hiccups. But there again, if you nitpick over everything, you'll never go out. So we have this nice here, which my brother had been down. It's the eighth most popular restaurant in Portsmouth out of 478. 
Uh, I, I, I did tweet yesterday. Obviously, we couldn't afford the other ones, so we go to this one. And uh, we have a bottle of Prosecco, and we have... Uh, we don't have starters, because I'm... To be honest with you, I feel quite full. I mean, at the moment, I've had this piece of cake, and it wasn't, wasn't a huge piece of cake, was it? But I do feel really full. So I'm not likely to eat anything else. And, uh, because I'm eating lunch out today. And so, so we had the lunch there, and my brother said, are you all right walking? I said, yes. Of course I can do walking. Anyway, it was hot, if you remember. And there's one thing I don't do, it's heat. Because my thyroid doesn't work. I mean, it's a catalogue of disasters. I mean, really, you're listening to a very sick person at the moment. I mean, sick, just basically sick, as you'll hear on the programme later on. But, and so he says, I've ordered a taxi to take us to the Berry Row. So we go to the historic dockyards. And I don't know if you've ever been down there, but, I mean, it was a really lovely day. The dockyards are huge. They've got victory down there. I mean, it's it, it was really, really nice. All the guys were out. They've got their lambrettas, and they're all parked up. And, and that was lovely. I mean, it was just lovely. But of course, the funny thing is, the guys who had the lambrettas must be in their 40s and 50s. Now, they weren't the young kids, which they were years and years ago. So we go... Because I'd always, because my brother said, you have a choice of what you can do today. We will either take you on the harbour trip, which is 40 minutes, and it takes you around all the big ships that are in. And so I said, yeah. He said, or you can do the Mary Rose. Now, I don't know whether or not they've heard the programme in the past, where I've said, I would love to go and see the Mary Rose. Because when they brought it up, and I think it was like 25 years ago, I remember thinking, that is Henry VIII's warship. That's his, I want to see this thing. And all I remember seeing was when they brought it up with this huge cradle, at one point the cradle dropped. And we all went, no, no, it's going to go back down again. And, and they'd, anyway, they, they, they sort of got it up and they put it in the shed and they then, for the next God knows how many years, drench it in water. They wanted to keep it wet because they were worried it would dry out and fall apart. What they've got is half a Tudor warship. Half of it. And the reason they've got half is because in the silt, in the Solent, the bit that was under the silt is the bit that's preserved. On top, the water washed it all away, and so they've got half a ship. But when I say they've got half a ship, they've got everything. They were bringing up skeletons. They've got the skeleton of the dog on board. I know it sounds a bit macabre. They've also got the skulls. There was one man, I think he was an archer, and he was trapped under one of the cannons. The cannons are enormous. They're really huge. So when this thing rolled back and it went over his leg, he was trapped underneath it as the ship went down. Because what they'd done is there was a porthole left open where the cannons used to go through. The waves came in there. The ship started leaning to one side. There were four decks in the Mary Rose. I cannot tell you. Now, no steam, no water. They've injected all the wood with this silicon it's this sort of gel which is keeping it together, and they're drying the ship out. And, it's, and you can go round, you can't, you look through these big glass windows, about half the size of our windows, it doesn't make a difference, you can't see this studio, can you? Half the size of the windows in this studio, half the size of a, of a house window, and they're all the way around, so you can see it all at different heights. So you can see, and then you can go down in a lift, you can see the whole ship as you go down in a lift. It's all encased, and it's got these big pipes in there blowing hot air to dry it out. It's the most amazing thing. They've got, it's so well done, they've got cabinets on each floor with all that. They found everything in there. They found, you know, little bits of food. They found plates. They found people's clothing, their shoes. This went down in the 1500s. The funny thing is, though, when you look at it, how much do you think the Mary Rose cost to build? They had two ships built, two ships built, the Mary Rose and another one, and they got them built for £700 for the two. That shows how, how much money 
you know, how, how nowadays in terms of, you know, you say, build me a Tudor warship, I've got 350 quid budget, you're going to laugh at you. But that's what it cost in those days. That's what it cost. When, when the average wage would have been pff, penny a month, if that, penny a month, you'd be getting by on things like that. But they've got everything, bowls, food, you know, knit combs, they've got the surgeons equipped, they've got everything. All the longbows, they've got the longbows, cannons like you've never seen, cannonballs, everything. If, you, if you're looking for something to do and you're looking for something different, go down to Portsmouth, take a train. Or drive down. There's loads of parking right next door. There's Gun Wharf, and you can drive underneath. Huge car park, not cheap. About five pound eighty, I think. We uh, we we paid, but it was absolutely fantastic. I mean, really, really best best day out in ages and ages. And then my, br- my brother nearly killed us as we uh, nearly drove over a red traffic. I went red, red light, red light. And we sort of screeched to a halt. God, blimey, honestly. Anyway, but it was it was brilliant. But the Mary Rose is to be highly recommended. Four fifteen, probably seventeen minutes past four. As I was going out the building on Friday, Friday was such a busy day. It was announced that Tony Benn had died, and it came through. He was eighty-eight. He'd been seriously ill for some time. And all I kept thinking was, I interviewed Tony Benn on a couple of occasions when I used to do a political round table. But he came in, and the three things I'll always remember about Tony Benn, always remember exactly the same things, his pipe. Even though there was no smoking, he still sat there with his pipe on. And the other thing was that he was a great orator. You would listen to him. You might not necessarily agree with what he said, but he sold it in such a way you started believing it. He was very persuasive. And the other thing, which he always did on every interview, certainly on all the ones that he ever did with me or on the radio, he brought his own little dictaphone in and he put it down on the table and he switched it on to record so that he could then go back and say, I never said that. Uh, What I said was this. So, uh, really fascinating. Really, really fascinating. So, uh, 88, good uh, good run-in. Very good run-in, as they say. At the end, and the, the family were there. Vic says, many happy returns of the day. It's finally arrived, the day we've all been waiting for. Yes, yes, except me. I'm the only one who's not been waiting for it. And he says, uh, toast your good health and have a lovely day. Well, the amount of champagne we've got upstairs, I mean, we, we can practically open, a, open a, a shop, I think. I mean, really fantastic. Uh, Pat says, you finally made it to 40. Only 20 years to wait till you get that magic travel pass your older friend has now got. Yes, that, that, that freedom... Thing. I mean, I know. He said he's, he's, he's quite happy with it. That's what he said. Uh, happy... S- Susan says, happy 60th birthday. I really have no idea where this comes from. She said, I was born in 1954, like you. Uh, pff, pff, I think not. I think not. I think 74, you think, uh, I was born. I, don't, I think we, we've actually put... I mean, you only have to listen to me r- to realise that there's no way I could ever be 60, for goodness sake. Mentally or otherwise. She says, um, but uh, I was born in 54 and we'll be the same age as you on the 1st of June... But uh, I still had the ticket when I saw you live at the Mermaid Theatre a few, a few uh, years ago. Keep up the good work. Don't retire yet. I don't think we're thinking of retiring, unless you've heard something that I haven't. But as, as they increase the workload, and I'm with you on Sunday morning between 6 and 8 from next week, so we get two plays of In Conversation. And incidentally, thank you very much indeed to everybody who wrote in after the Ruby Wax, saying it's a comedy double act, isn't it? Yes. I would think it's a fairly good comedy double act. She was very good value. If you've not, if you've not uh, listened to it, then download it, please. Uh, Jackie in Paddock Wood wishes me a very happy birthday. And lovely Barry Burnett. There is a, a celebration of Jimmy. Jimmy was the pianist at Joe Allen's for many, many years. And tomorrow, because he, uh, he died, uh, they're going to have a, a sort of a memorial service with music and speeches, uh, which he would have loved. He would absolutely have loved it. 
He was he was so showbiz. Everybody would go in there, all the showbiz stars in town, they would have to walk past Jimmy playing the piano, and he'd always have a word for them. He loved the old-time stars. He absolutely did. So, tomorrow, Sue Pollard, uh, Sharon D. Clark, Tracy Bennett, Maureen Lipman. Did I say Sue Pollard? Yeah. Uh, Biggins. Loads of people will be down there remembering Jimmy from uh, from Joe Allen's. I mean, he was he was he was just a character, as young Burnett will will tell anybody who wants to listen, including me. Thank you. Uh, I'm incandescent, says Junior. I've got you a little something from Amazon US, as opposed to UK. I've looked at the tracking number. And it says in sorting office. I wouldn't mind, but it's been there since Thursday. He says, like you, I detest poor service. If the company states my purchase will be delivered on or before a specific date, I expect to have it delivered as such. Yes, I agree with you. It's absolutely outrageous. Actually, I, I have done very well with the presents, apart from apart from the uh, the champagne upstairs, which I've mentioned. I mean, two magnums. Produced, I mean, he's either won the lottery and he's not told me. You know, there must be something going on. I mean, where did he get that sort of money from? Him and Rupert, I mean, we know Rupert Barty is loaded. And, uh, and he's obviously been out, but he's, he said he had to stagger in with it. And then Duncan staggered him, but he only had to stagger from the car park. Unfortunately, the poor, poor producer doesn't have a car, so... So if I, if I win the lottery, and I didn't win, incidentally, the other day... Actually, I tweeted. I said, oh, it'll be somebody from Welsh Wales, Scotland, or, uh, or Ireland. I thought I'd better cover it all. And somebody wrote and said, are you saying people from these areas don't deserve to win? And I wanted to write back and go, and of course they don't. I want to win. I bought the ticket. Don't be so stupid. <laughs> Why would I want anybody else to win it? I want to win. I want to win. Thank you very much indeed. I don't want, uh, I don't want anybody else to win. It's my money, as far as I was concerned. Um, and, then, and then my friend Ant... I bumped into at the door downstairs. He said, I've just sent you a text. He says, I left your present at home. I can't believe it. Yeah, right. Um, how many times have you heard that? I that guilt factor. Guilt factor. Uh, loved the In Conversations, says Noreen. Loved Barnum. Saw Michael Crawford in it many years ago. Well done to producer Sam. What long hours he works. Yeah, all right. <laughs> if he does, actually. It might be working longer, actually, yeah. And uh, sh- 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 she says, the In Conversations haven't gone to podcast yet. Oh, God, have they not? Have they... Oh, who, who, whose fault was that? Was that... Who? Oh, right, OK. <laughs> anyway, uh, Janice managed her charity walk and winning her run in Barcelona, so well done to the girls there. Happy birthday to Carol, uh, who you've met with me, and it's her birthday, so uh, from her friends, and to you from your many fans. Hope you like all your cards. Actually, I have a stack... My friend Anne went... Wow! Because everything's wow for him. He goes, wow! He said, do you get all this car- champagne and all these cards and things? I said, yeah. He said, wow! He was really impressed by the cards. Even I was fairly impressed by the cards as well. So thank you very much indeed. We'll wander through them a little bit later on. Um, and uh, Dawn has sent me a, an e-card because, you know, we, we, we like these, these cards now, don't we? We love them. I'll have to, I can't open them in the studio, actually, Dawn. I'll open it a little bit later on. But thank you very much indeed. And Carol has sent one and Jan... I'm hoping it's all the people that I told about Jackie Lawson cards, because it's so brilliant and so easy. Dawn says, uh, re-Adamant taking his glass off during gigs. I've only noticed him do it at several of his gigs I've been to for that one song. Wonderful. That's why I'm thinking it might be significant. Ha-ha! I hope my card arrives. She said, happy six... What's this 60 malarkey? She says, or should that be 40th? Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. I wish it was. <laughs> I, mean, I really wish it was. I said to a friend of mine the other day, I said, I never felt so depressed about a birthday in my entire life. You know, when you get to a certain age, of course, I mean, I'm lucky. I'm very, very lucky because, you know, I can celebrate my birthday with you. You know, not, not everybody gets that, that kind of lucky thing 
You know, you, sometimes people have to celebrate their birthday by themselves. I get to celebrate it with thousands and thousands of people, which is quite nice, isn't it? I think the cake's kicking in. Uh, Dan says, how old are we now? Forty. <laughs> God strike me dead, I should imagine. Uh, another one here from uh, Jean in Edmonton in Canada says, do not want to be late getting this to you. Thank you very much indeed. And, uh, and Neil says, I understand it's somebody's birthday today, so wish our lovely Carol a very happy birthday. Oh, and, and to you, Steve. He says, even our beloved Arsenal won yesterday for you. I know. And look, a cake with happy birthday Steve on it. It's nice, isn't it? What was that advert on the show? Steve, 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 Alan, Alan. Somebody made that up for me. Apparently there's a special birthday message after the news at six this morning. He's being a bit cagey, the producer, about this one. I don't know what's, I don't know what, what's gone on. Howard in Enfield says, happy 40th. Thank you. See, we're on, on the right track there. And, uh, and Ken says, as someone who's also reached the venerable age of 40 some years ago, I can tell you we're like fine wine. We improve with age. Yes, if only it were true. If only it were true. Happy 60th, says Dan. Goodness, honestly, I'm a 60 malarkey. I'm not going for that. And, uh, and Catherine says, what face cream do you use? I must get some. The boys are listening on the school run from your biggest Middle Eastern fan. What face cream do I use? Where do you want me to begin? If there's a new face cream out that says this one takes away fine lines, I'm there. I don't have any lines. I'm not a lined person, actually. Mainly because for the past 30 years I've been using um, creams. I use an Estee Lauder deep moisturiser. I've got Clinique. I've got all sorts of things, actually. You know, I'm I'm just sort of addicted to making myself look as good. So, in other words, you know, I'm I'm going to be the best-looking corpse in the mortuary. So at least they can get... You know, he looks so well. He sounded so well. It was what my brother said yesterday, you know, we're going to walk from here to there. I said, that's fine, walking's good. And I was trying to get my numbers down yesterday. We only managed as low as 10.7 on the blood sugar count, which isn't, which isn't good, but I'm, I'm giving it a few days. I think it'll get a bit better. I'm pretty certain it will. Uh, we've also got a fantastic gadget giveaway for you today. It's a birthday gadget giveaway. Uh, plus, we've got all the, uh, all the stories about the showbiz people that you, you absolutely love to hate. And uh, I see the last time uh, viewers saw her, she'd been subjected to public criticism for weight and intelligence. Well, I mean, just thick as a brick, I think, for Gemma Collins. But uh, the personal upset continues as she's seen having heartfelt conversations with the two most important men in her life. Um, And the two most important men in her life... <laughs> chatting with her pal Bobby Norris and her ex James Argent, the blonde TV personality. I'm sorry, she has no personality at all. Can be seen getting visibly upset. It's because she's overweight, and also she's vile. Bobby Norris, equally vile, I'm afraid, on the program, and laughingly, laughingly, apparently supposed to be going out with that other only gay in the village in Brentwood, who was dropped from the series, whose name I now can't remember. Who was the other gay in the village? Who was a friend of? Harry Durbridge. Oh, what a drip. What a drip. Anyway, poor old Gemma. And, uh, as I say, a complete waste of space. You know, grow up. Get over yourself. That's why, that's why nobody likes you. My friend Lynn, sing along. She says it's, uh, I can't do it. She's done it in Welsh for me. I can't do it. You know I can't do it in Welsh. I'm still struggling with Sospanfach. You know, I'll get round to it eventually. She says, happy birthday to you. Thank you, Poppet. We must talk later, actually. We're, I'm just, so what watches up. <laughs> I was to say, we must, we must talk later, because we've got some things to sort out. But thank you very much indeed for that. Shall I've got to get back to sleep now. It's outrageous, honestly. The programme's only just started, and people are going, I've got to go back to sleep. Emma says, happy birthday. Maureen in uh, Walton-on-Thames. And uh, somebody says, 40 is great, which is great. Uh, somebody says, I'm a PC. That could be anything. Could be a personal computer. 
and says, I've been guarding a crime scene since 11 o'clock last night. <laughs> it's not much fun, is it? It's not much fun, I'm afraid. And uh, jolly absurdities and joy and love. Uh, imagine imagine a, uh, a birthday balloon with attached uh, a, a, a sherry, uh, some prawns, scallops and green olives, or a shepherd's pie and marmite with a Portuguese red wine. To be honest with you, actually... I think, actually, a shepherd's pie with Marmite on the top could be, could be quite nice. Very nice. Um, Raya. Uh, Phil says the Ryan Brocklebank show on LBC doesn't quite have the same ring as the Steve Allen show. It is true. Gary in Hyams Park. Thank you. And to uh, Viv in Chelmsford. Teresa in Mitcham. Jerry. Uh, Steve in Potter's Bar. And somebody says you could actually have done a double act with Ruby Wax. It was very, very funny. Eileen in Beckenham, Michelle in Surbiton. Somebody's written 21 again. Oh, if only, if only it, were, only it were that simple. Uh, Patricia in Liverpool, thank you very much indeed. Phil in uh, Darlington, he says, As always, I'm up and about early and adding to your spike. As I write this, I'm searching for the streets of Darlington for our postman. You know, I will do so every day until it arrives. You see, as your birthday present, you gifted me a new iPad mini in the giveaway. To say, I'm, yes, he won the iPad mini. He got the iPad Mini. So he's very, very happy. Philip Thompson, well done. Very jealous, very jealous. He says, uh, thank you very much indeed to my uh, favourite young man of radio. Well, you enjoy it. You in- enjoy it. Uh, Ashish in Kenton says, a happy birthday. Wicked presenter. Wicked. <laughs> Just like this makes me laugh, that. Wicked presenter. And, uh, and Mike says, glad you're sharing such a special day with, with all your friends. Yes, it's the easiest way to... If I could invite you all in to share in the champagne and the cake, I would. But to be honest with you, I'm a bit mean. And the champagne's going home. I shall stagger home today, hoping not to be mugged on the way back. Coming up, a former radio DJ has come out and said that he's ready and willing to buy the BBC. You'll never guess who it is. LBC News Time. It's 4.30. Certainly is. You're very welcome. It's nice to have your company. Thank you. And if you're celebrating your birthday today, I hope you have uh, a nice day as well. Coming up with Nick Ferrari and the crew at seven. And the crew on earth possessed me to say that. I don't know where I'm coming from. That's what younger people say. As Malaysian Airlines flight MH370 enters its tenth day with still no sign of the plane, they could be looking at claims that the pilot held extremist beliefs. That was the thing I said. On day two, after it went missing, I said, have they checked the... That'd be the first thing I would check, the pilots. What is their history? Where have they come from? Do they hold political extremist views? Who knows? The rumour is... And as I say, this is, you might as well just add this to the list of speculation, that the, uh, that the pilots have flown the plane, they've landed, it needs a mile and a half runway, so you can't just land these things on a postage stamp, it's a mile and a half runway. I think they've landed it, I think that they've shot the passengers, they've killed the passengers, although to be honest with you, even that sounds a bit far-fetched, there's 289 of them, plus the stewardesses, I mean, who's going to kill them all? I mean, it, it is entirely possible, but it's a bit speculative. And then they're going to use the plane for crashing into a landmark, you know, as they have done in the past. But to be honest with you, why would they bother doing that? Why would you bother making the plane disappear? If you're going to do that, you literally just, the pilots, take off with it and they just fly into something, as they did on 9-11. No different at all, and yet this time, it's vanished. Nobody said anything. I think the plane's going to be rebranded. It's going to turn up as somebody's fleet, isn't it? They're just going to add an extra plane onto it. Because bearing in mind, the other thing which you've got to think about is that planes only carry a certain amount of fuel. They need to refuel at some point because they don't have that much fuel on board. They, they deliberately don't because it adds to the weight. So it's, it's a total mystery. Plus, would you mind mixed sex toilets in your child's school? And why are middle-class mums not bonding with their kids? 
Uh, John Craig, chief political correspondent for Sky News, is looking at the papers today with Nick Ferrari on LBC. Um, I was going to say, yeah, mixed sex toilets. Is that, that must be for little children, mustn't it? I mean, what, would, would it make any... Di- didn't we have the story a short while ago of the little boys who can't lift the seat up and wee all over the place? But that's little boys. I remember going to my goddaughter when she was young, when she was five and six, we went to her school because they had a, a little fate. And they've got little toilets. They've got little tiny toilets. Everything's scaled down. It's like a doll's house toilet. It's hilarious if you're an adult. Because you look at the toilet, you say, can I use the toilet? Yeah, it's just in there. And you go in there and everything's in miniature. And you tend to forget it's for little children. But I don't think they bother about that at that age, do they? Do they bother about same-sex toilets? I can't remember at school if we had same-sex toilets. I can't remember anything pre the age of about nine or ten. I can remember back to about nine and ten. Any, any further back than that, and I'm not particularly brilliant at it, but I suppose if, if I sort of push it. Happy birthday, Treacle, says Dave from Bermondsey. Be lucky. I like that treacle. It just makes me laugh every time. Uh, David in Sidcup says, You keep us amused and entertained in your unique way every day. And somebody's got here from Diamond Geezer. Happy birthday, the amazing Steve Allen, who is 40 today again. It's very bitter, isn't it? Always sound as a disbeliever. Sam and Buster in Edinburgh say, uh, Happy birthday to you. You're only as young as the man you feel. In which case, it's me then. <laughs> so, not exactly the best fun. And Nicholas says, as the saying goes, life begins at 40. Now, because of your actual age, does that technically mean you're really 20? Um, I, don't, I don't know the answer to that one. Um, Mary says, happy birthday to my niece. Uh, is it Sam and you, Steve? Hope you like the card I sent you via Twitter. Yes, thank you very much. Mike in Epsom. And uh, Lindsay says, also did the Mary Rose experience a couple of months ago. Best day out. So interesting. All the pieces saved. Yes, I think it was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Brilliant. I'd love to go down again. I want you to do a victory next time round. Bridget and David Jameson, have a fantastic day. And then Dean says, when did you pick up your bus pass? Cheeky server. Um, and then Kevin the Milkman. Says, happy birthday to the man who's managed to squeeze one heck of a lot out of 39. Happy 40th. St Peter will be crossing a lot of us off his list today, and it's all your fault. Lynn in Bushy says, many happy returns. Love both in conversations. Did I sense a theme in both? Toilets. <laughs> can't remember. Well, we did the toilet light, didn't we? And, uh, and Sue says, uh, you are simply the best, so happy birthday. Thank you very much indeed. I'd like to try and get in as many as possible. Uh, one from uh, uh, Annie and family. Wishes me a happy 40th. I think some people are buying into this 40th. I'm beginning to buy into it myself. Uh, I've been taking that daily injection for a few years now, and it's very effective, says Bob. This is the one we mentioned at the beginning of the programme, which they've now put me on. This is Victoza. And uh, I think it's still trial periods, but I've had no side effects at all. But you do feel very full, which is good. And uh, and from Mark, he says, uh, happy birthday. Congratulations on reaching 40. And they go, (coughs) coughs. As if, as if sort of a disbeliever. He says, the midlife crisis years are upon you now. Watch out for those young ladies taking a fancy to you with that flash new sports car you were trading the Bentley in for. He says, my guess, the missing plane was hijacked last week. It does seem to be coming true. The plot thickens. It's just unbelievable that a plane can vanish in, in, and for nothing in ten days. Nothing. I secretly think, though, at the back of my mind, it's going to come back onto the radar screen. Blip, 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 and they're going to contact it and say, is that flight MH? And they're going to go, yeah. And you go, where have you been? You go, what do you mean, where have we been? But you've been missing for ten days. No, we haven't. We've only just taken off. It's going to be one of those strange films, isn't it? Strange films. Uh, eight for eight, five. Wasn't there a documentary on Victoria and others on dispatches with links to pancreatic cancer? I asked about that. Uh, it's pancreatitis. Pancreatitis. You can get not pancreatic cancer. But then there's a risk with every drug that you take. 
There is a risk with everything, and you have to weigh up if you think. I mean, I, when I spoke to them in the hospital, I said, is there any evidence of this? And the lady said to me, she said, listen, I've got lots of people on it, um, and it's, uh, we've had nothing, nothing at all. So I thought, well, that's good enough for me. Neil says, the Mary Rose sounds incredible. I'll put it on my list of things to do. It's worth it. You need to, I tell you, the best thing to do is book tickets online. Go to, is it Groupon? Groupon. Is that where you got the tickets before? Was that something else? When you went to the theatre? What was that? That was lastminute.com. But Groupon is where you get the tickets. Get the tickets, because otherwise you'll have to queue. Not a big queue, even on a sunny day. But it's, it's, it's absolutely worth seeing. I, I, seriously, if you don't do anything in your life, and just think when you look at it, and you look at these timbers, and you look at the cannons, and you look at the stuff that they've brought up, and the, and the, the plates, and, and the, uh, the syringe that the surgeon used to use, and everything else, that this is a Tudor warship you're looking at. A Tudor, it's, it's so much bigger than you imagine, but there's only half of it. Only half of it. Gadget giveaway. You thought I'd forgotten. On Friday, young Philip Thompson from Darlington correctly identified that it's good night from me and good night from him. It was a catchphrase from the two Ronnies and got himself the fabulous iPad Mini. So well done. Uh, today, a Google Nexus 7 tablet runs on Android and is the perfect mix of power and portability. Great for browsing, listening and watching. You can get your hands on it at 6.30 this morning. So it's a Google Nexus 7 tablet. But you need to know the answer to this question, OK? Which actor is renowned for playing Harry Potter? To enter, text I know. Text the word gadget, followed by your answer, and send it to 84850 before 6.30 this morning. Which actor is renowned for playing Harry Potter? Text the word gadget, then your answer, and send it to 84850 before 6.30 this morning. Text costs £1.50, plus your standard network rate. If you text after the closing time, you won't be entered, but may still be charged. We play across the LBC network. Full terms and conditions online at lbc.co.uk. So, good luck. That's a, it's a very nice little prize. Very nice little prize. Uh, Kristen Hamill-Hempstead says, My new guide dog, William, has woken up and thinks it's time for breakfast. They do, don't they? they? They really do. You have a good day, Chris. And uh, Johnny Bus says you share the same day as my brother, Nikos. Really? There you go. March the 17th. St. P- I hated hearing it called St. Paddy's Day. I've never heard it called St. Paddy's Day. It's always been St. Patrick's Day. It's like we don't have St. Andy's Day, do we? Or St. Dave for the Welsh. Or St- there isn't an abbreviation for George, is there? No, there isn't. I can't think of anything. Nothing at all. Uh, very happy birthday, Steve, from all the milkmen at Creamline in Manchesterford. Thank you, Richard. Uh, Luciana, happy 40th. Uh, Margie, happy 40th. We're all getting in on it now. And, uh, and Ruler says, you share your 18th birthday with my daughter today, Louisa. Louisa. There you go. Dee says, I wish you many more birthdays with London leading. Thank you for spending it with us. And uh, Zach in Cardiff says, Boradar. And Hapwa's birthday. Sorry, I've forgotten the Welsh for birthday. Uh, as I've written, I don't know why I do it in a Welsh accent. It sounds even more ridiculous, doesn't it? But uh, Gabriella says, happy 56th. Hope it's the best ever. It was mine yesterday. Yours will be better. And then Neil says, one year closer to 100. <laughs> Did you catch Space Live? 16 sunrises every day. Somebody says, do you like Dynamo the Magician? Yes. Jackie and Blackfriars. Many happy returns. Chris and St John's Wood. And he said, uh, 40 years, he said, and all that experience. Yes, I know, it's, it's uncanny, isn't it? Tass in Egham. And, uh, and then somebody says here, just found out that Steele's real name is Ryan Brocklebank. <laughs> You'll buy anything you lot, won't you? <laughs> Thank goodness, I always say. Uh, what are we going to do, actually? Oh, Joey Essex 
uh, out on the uh, the town the other day. The trouble is, he is he's a simpleton. I, I don't think we should really mock the afflicted, as they say. Sam Bailey, uh, her unborn child, third, appears to be singing. She's coming in to see me tomorrow. I'm going to have to say to her, do you not think getting pregnant's a bit of a bit of a you know bit of a downer? You know, you can't go round touring if you're pregnant and stuff like that. I suppose other people might have done, but we'll have a chat to her. Um, and just in case you've woken up, so the good news is that Fred Phelps Senior, ex-pastor of the gay-hating Westborough Church, is close to death. And I say good news because, frankly, what they were doing to the soldiers when they were coming back and uh, what the promoting of their homosexuality... I always thought he was gay, actually, Fred Phelps. I always think that somebody who talks about it so much, they've got to be harbouring something, haven't they? It's the way it works for most people. You know, talk about it a lot, it's probably you, isn't it, darling? Uh, God, blimey, loads more of these text messages coming in from uh, from Cherie, my favourite LBC presenter. Thank you. I like being people's favourite LBC presenter. Makes you feel a bit more wanted. When you sort of come in and there's loads of cards, and we have got loads of cards. Uh, Sherry's still at Enfield Lock. Not likely to move now, are we? I don't think. Uh, one here from Frank, which is, uh, Felice Sessimatismo Compliano. Is that happy birthday in, um, what language would that be? I don't know. It's Italian. We probably just said something terribly rude to all Italians. Like, don't ever listen to this programme, it's dreadful. Uh, I should wish all the Irish a very happy St. Patrick's Day. Uh, or birthday, as it's known in Twickenham. Says, Chris, happy St. Patrick's Day, or birthday. He says, to think, I've been an avid listener of yours for over 30 years... Back to the Night Extra days. Good Lord. First programme I ever did on LBC was uh, Night Extra, which was the Through the Night programme. And then I went on to Weekend Night Extra. And then I'd done... I think I've done just about every... I don't think there's a programme. I don't think I've not done on LBC at one time or another. If I think back over the years, I've I've been quite lucky. I've presented all of them. My favourite would have to have been The Night is Young. Mainly because you could drink during the programme. You can't drink. I mean, we could have opened the champagne before this programme, but we can imagine what the, it would have been a disaster. Slow it was. Wouldn't have worked at all. But, yeah, the night is young was great because that's what we used to do of an evening, early evening. And a restaurant would come in. Top restaurants from London. Some of all the big hotels sent chefs in and cooked. One of them turned up with ovens and everything. And they cooked food for me and celebrity guests and they brought wines as well, and they had a brief of what they had to bring in. And the only time uh, we, we, we had a bit of a disaster was when one of the restaurants phoned up and said, we've just had an amazing fire, the kitchen has, um, has blown up. And so that was the only time we had to phone a pizza place to get pizza in. And the guest came in, and I can't remember, I can remember who it was, but I'm not going to tell you. And she said, I bet there's a disaster. I said, why? She said, there's always a disaster. Everywhere I go, there's a, something goes wrong. I said, the, the restaurant kitchen has blown up. She said, I knew it. She said, I absolutely knew it. It wasn't Liz Fraser. No, it wasn't Liz Fraser. And, uh, and I remember thinking, oh, dear. I said, but don't worry, because we've got pizza. She said, I don't like pizza. <laughs> oh, God. We were a bit stumped with that one. Uh, Adam says, you've got a lot of, lot of fans in, uh, in America. He says, uh, you're on at night here. And we go to sleep with a smile. He said, thank you for never being naff. That's good. My friend David Millwood and I go back many, many, many years. Many, many Many Have you still got the pub, David? I don't know whether he's still got the pub. He sent me a, a Twitter the other day. I've not heard from him for, God, donkey's years. We, we, we go back, God, blimey, so many years. Uh, listening in Goa, uh, Amit Kariya, who's uh, obviously in healthcare. Listening in Goa in India. Oh, that's nice. What, what time is it? What time is it in Goa? Is it, is it a good time? Good time? Happy birthday, says Liz in Colnbrook to you. Happy 40th. Please say hello to my sister Mary in Ealing as she listens every day. Thank you. 
and uh, from uh, John, who sends me greetings with a, a Blue Mountain card. That's John Napper, of course. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, Jeannie says, may, may the year ahead be filled with rainbow, rainbow shooting stars, good friends and laughter. And perhaps, uh, perhaps a bottle of Pinot Grigio, I suspect. It'll be quite nice. Oh, look at the time, honestly. Quarter to five. Steve Allen on LBC. Good morning. Twelve minutes to five. Thank you for your birthday wishes. On the subject of the uh, appetite suppressant, which is the one, um, there was one, uh, a candy in the 1970s called AIDS. A-Y-D-S, says Malcolm. I remember it very well. I remember it very, very well. Because it came in a... It was a box, and it was a, a chewing sort of thing, wasn't it? It was a, a chocolate-flavoured cube. And uh, do you remember, there used to be a sign, I don't know if it's still there, I think it is, because I'm sure it's protected, and it was for LucasAid, and it used to say on the big sign down at Brentford, you can see it as you go over the motorway, well, you used to be able to, if it's still there or not, and it says, LucasAid, AIDS recovery. And then when people talk about AIDS, they're like, oh, maybe not, so they didn't put it on. And then, what did I see? The, oh, there's another hairdresser opening in Twickenham. Like we need another hairdresser. Not. And, and as you go on the train over... Twickenham Bridge, I think it is. On the left-hand side, there is a lovely house. Now, it might or might not be part of the Royal Ballet School. I don't know. I never see anybody there, but it's a, it's a beautiful house. It, it's absolutely... You know, if I'd won the £108 million on the lottery, dear God, please, next time round. Well, I've, I've, I've cut it... My, my brother said he could retire on 300000 I said, I don't think I could. Depends how long you're going to live. Anyway, th- this house had in its garden the biggest black uh, walnut tree. I mean, it was huge. I mean, you could see it from miles. Probably see it from space. It was beautiful. I went past the other day. It's been cut down. This huge walnut tree, and I looked at it, thinking, I thought it was protected. I seriously thought it was protected. And literally, they've—it's all the branches of everything. Now, whether or not they worried during the wind that uh, it would uproot itself because it's—it's it's quite big and crash into the house. I don't know. But I thought it was protected. There was even a big sign, I'm sure, saying this is the oldest black walnut tree or something. Anyway, it's gone. So I was a bit disappointed about that. I should try and find out more. It's one of those things that you need to find out about. When you see something, you think, wait a minute, why's that gone? Why's that happened? At the moment, we've got flats being built above Lloyd's Bank in Twickenham. And they're facing the front of the building with polystyrene. Polystyrene blocks, which I'm assuming it's going to be covered with something. Because at the moment, they're actually sort of cutting through it. And it's, it's all over the blooming place. Very, very messy. Uh, 84850. Keith says, there's nothing wrong with being over 50 like me. Shh. Shh. Goodness, what's the matter with you? Whisper it. Don't shout shout it loudly. Goodness sake. Uh, Michelle in DC says, I have five years on you, if you're 40. And John says, it sounds like you had a fantastic day at the Mary Rose exhibition. This is one thing I've never done, so perhaps I'll make uh, visiting Portsmouth docks this summer. If memory serves, trains go to Portsmouth Harbour from Waterloo Station. He says, not long to go before the annual British Titanic Society convention in April. Go see the Mary Rose. You, you'd like it. Because they've got so much stuff and it's so beautifully done. And all the cabinets and lots of guards and, and people around there who are very enthusiastic. And you could try a longbow out. They've got, I mean, they've got everything. But it's when you see the ship, it's quite eerie when you think there were 500 people on the Mary Rose. 39 survived. 39 survived. And they could tell where the people came from. One of the archers was Welsh. And they knew that by the enamel on his teeth. They can tell by the water that they'd been drinking. The dog was the only dog that they'd um, found on board ship. It was the Mary Rose dog. And so you can buy stuff. They have a gift shop as you come out. I have to be honest, I'm not... I understand why they have gift shops. I'm not stupid enough to understand, you know, or not to understand. But they have, you know, 
Mary Rose fudge, Mary Rose coconut ice, Mary Rose sweets, but the, the, the ultimate insult, Mary Rose tea bags. Like, you know, to be honest with you, there's going to be, you know, Mary Rose tea bags anywhere soon. I understand what they have to do, but it, it's, it's worth going to see. Uh, Tom is in Chicago, which is happy birthday. Thank you very much indeed. And uh, I wanted to get you a, a cake, says Chetan, with a candle for each one of your years. But I couldn't afford a cake large enough for so many candles, and health and safety wouldn't allow me to light such a big fire. Yes, it's like we've, we've lit the candles on your cake, but you're not going to be able to get within 500 yards of it. The heat will drive you backwards, I think. Uh, Noreen has sent me a card as well. I'll have to open up my e-cards later because I don't have the facility in the studio, which is uh, a bit of a pain. I wonder if Noel's new BBC will commission remakes of classic TV shows like Moonlighting and Cagney and Lacey. I don't think so. They're a bit old now. I have done. Who did I do? Did I do Cagney or did I do Lacey? Did I do Sharon Gless? I do the, I can't remember what I've done now. It's awful, isn't it? Done so many celebrities over the uh, over the years. Uh, Len says, happy uh, birthday. He said, what's this Freedom Pass? I'm 63. Uh, you're a bit out, I'm afraid, to get it. You've got to be in London to get it, I'm afraid. He says, I had to wait to 62 for the free bus pass for England and the heating allowance, 200 pound in time for Christmas. Like you, in the Type 2 club, already had free prescriptions. Yeah, did you read in Scotland, they were saying they want to do away with free prescriptions, unless you're elderly or a young person. I'm like, Ooh, dear. You'd have to give them to diabetics, because without the medicine, we, uh, we, we fall over and die, I think. Carol's in South Africa. Hello. <laughs> the best you're going to get, I'm afraid, Carol, this morning. But anyway, uh, nice to have you with us today. And uh, Bob says, have a great year. Yeah, it's whizzing through, isn't it? Absolutely whizzing through at the moment. Uh, should we look through the papers? We've got time. Yeah, we've got, I was going to say we've got time. Of course, we've got time to go through the papers this morning. That's, uh, that's what we do. Uh, they're still talking about the, the missing flight. I mean, we're none the wiser, are we? We were talking about it yesterday, my brother and, uh, and Marion. And saying, we just don't understand what it, you know, where it's gone to. How has it just vanished? How is it possible? But, uh, but it, it has. It's just, it's just, they reckon it could have, it could have downed itself on a, on a remote island. It's going to sound like James Bond, isn't it? David Beckham has been crowned the best undies model ever by fashion god Tommy Hilfiger. You just wish that David would keep his clothes on, don't you? I think it's lovely use of a sock shoved down the front. That's very funny. Uh, Dave has uh, worked for rivals Amani, Adidas, and now H&M, and he's shifted about £300 million worth of gear. Well, of course, I mean, he just, you just pay him money and he'll take his clothes off for you. You pay enough money, that's what he is now. He's sort of rent-a-bod, rent a as they say. Piers Morgan, furious, furious. Who with? Jeremy Clarkson. Because Jeremy Clarkson... Now, I wasn't sure if this was a, a funny attack on each other or whether or not it's actually quite serious. I don't know. I mean, Piers Morgan's chat show has been dumped in America mainly because it, it died. They don't, they don't need somebody to sit there and give them a chat show. They've got Americans who do chat shows. They don't really want to see a Brit sitting there. And, of course, he wasn't, he wasn't particularly good at it. And so that wasn't particularly good as editor either. But uh, he does come with a bit of a history. So, anyway, so there's this spat which has gone on between Jeremy Clarkson and him. I think, you know, originally, you know, Jeremy Clarkson was gloating over the axing of the CNN show. But nothing lasts in America for very long. But then... Piers Morgan has branded Jeremy Clarkson a satanic, ugly, fag-stinking, fag-stinking racist. You know, it just, it just goes from bad to worse. Bad to worse. You remember, of course, that Jeremy Clarkson was when he came up with a gay car. I can remember us doing it on LBC. I can remember Nick Ferrari sitting there saying, what's a gay car? And Jeremy Clarkson was saying, well, it's a car that just looks gay. 
doesn't have to be pink or anything like that. It's just a car that looks that looks gay, I'm afraid. But uh, then the uh, they originally fell out, I think, when Piers Morgan ran a Daily Mirror story about Clarkson's alleged infidelity. And uh, and yesterday he raked up the claim again, saying Jezza told him he was physically incapable of cheating. <laughs> so there you go. It's, just good. it's funny, isn't it, when they have these little spats and they make them public. I, I laugh, actually. Jim Davidson is to head a TV debate on Britain's debt crisis. As shock figures reveal, one in ten are now ten grand in the red. Are you one of those? Ten grand in the red? It's easily done, isn't it? If you've actually got a credit card, it's very easy to get yourself. I mean, I don't... I do have a credit card, but I don't... Uh, I don't max out. I'm afraid, well, not just yet. Uh, and I've, I've got £9,000 worth of credit on it. But I've, I would never use 9000 because I've got to pay it back. And I'm not paying their interest rates. It's, it's not that I'm mean in any way, shape or form. It's just I can't be bothered. J. Louise on the travel... Wish me a happy birthday. Do I hear good news, J. Louise? Do I hear good news? That she's, Is she doing travel today? Oh, lovely. Oh, good. We like J. Louise when she does travel. Because now we know about that little village she lives near. She's obviously loaded. She's obviously living out of town in some swanky Essex mansion. Actually, I looked at some Essex mansions the other day, fantasising until some Burt came forward and said they wanted, that they'd won the lottery, but they weren't going for publicity. And I thought, you know, 108 million. I could, I could live quite nicely on that. I could have moved out to this nice little village and uh, it would have been beautiful. It's just, you know, the idea of walking on country lanes takes me back to childhood. I like that idea. I like that idea. Um, oh, sorry, I was just reading my own trail, actually, there. Sounds a bit strange, doesn't it? I'll we'll just have you a quick scan through it. There's um, the drug mule. Melissa Reed's parents are planning to fly to Peru for her 21st birthday as hopes fade for a quick transfer to a Scottish prison. Uh, William and Deborah Reed from Lindsay near Glasgow had held off booking the August trip in case she was moved. But last night, officials at the Foreign Office claimed any transfer would not be very quick. This is the drug mule. You know, oh, we were told to do it with gut. No, liars, liars. Throw him in prison. And uh, they've been jailed for just under seven years. I couldn't care. They can rot in hell as far as I'm concerned. I really couldn't care less. Really. So she spent her 20th birthday there. Clean water is a rarity, and diseases such as HIV and tuberculosis are rife. Well, that's the kind of thing that, that you get, isn't it? That's, you know, you, you do get stuff like that. You know, you, you choose to sort of be a, be a drug mule. Uh, Joe Lyons says, happy birthday, you don't look a day over 20. <laughs> yeah, right. Actually, I'm hoping that you're, that you're going to be the secret surprise this morning, Joe. We've got something lined up. We thought you could, uh, ta-da, or something like that. Anyway, um, so, no, probably not. Uh, Lily Allen has sparked rumours her marriage may be in trouble by signing up to uh, a dating app, which is called Tinder. I've heard of Tinder, I think. This is where you, you sort of, you, you go on it and you can meet people fairly, fairly quickly. I mean, frankly, this time of the morning, I'd rather have a piece of chocolate cake and open the champagne. But, I mean, <laughs> who am I to complain about things? Look at the time. Still plenty more to come for you on this Monday morning early breakfast show on LBC with Steve Allen as we celebrate a special day. 40, I don't know. God, dear. I never dreamt of actually making it to 40. Uh, all the papers in the studio and uh, a special birthday message coming up a little bit later. The genealogist who's revealed he believes Prince Harry and his current girlfriend, Cressida Bonus, are distantly related. Luckily for Harry, that sort of thing isn't frowned upon in the royal family. Poor Mo Farah collapsed yesterday after finishing second at the New York Half Marathon. But luckily, the double gold medalist from the London Olympics is OK. Angry people do actually see red. It's the fantastic gadget giveaway. And uh, it's the Google Nexus 7 tablet. Fantastic. From LBC, this is Steve Allen. That is next. This is LBC, leading Britain's conversation with Steve Allen 
Tweet at LBC. Text 84850. Steve Allen on LBC. Morning, everybody. I was like Mo Farah then. I ran in. I, at my age, running. We don't do running. Quite winded myself, actually. <laughs> anyway, it's nice to be company. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast. It's LBC. Uh, we'll talk about poor Mo Farah. As I said, that was, that was the only time I've aligned myself to him. He collapsed after finishing second at the New York Half Marathon. Angry people do actually see red. It is possible, isn't it? Another fantastic gadget giveaway. It's the Google Nexus 7 tablet. Your birthday wishes are much appreciated. You made an old man feel very happy this morning. From LBC, this is Steve Allen. It's all between now and 6.30. Really nice nice gadget competition. I, I mentioned at the beginning of the programme, because I was trying to get as many things in as possible, and when they'd announced that Tony Benn died on Friday, I did think back, and I don't even think we, we saved them, but I had Tony Benn in on a couple of occasions, because he was Tony Benn, and was it Anthony Wedgwood Benn, Tony Ben, Ben, you know, <laughs> gradually knocked his name back. But he was 88. But you did listen to him. You did listen to him because he was a great orator. But it was the fact that he always smoked his pipe. Even though we were in a non-smoking building, he had his pipe on. And he was, he was very much, he was, he, he, he was fascinating. Fascinating. And I don't really get fascinated by particular... I see them on the television all the time, then you, then you meet them. So I'm, it's not that I'm, I'm distant from them or anything like that. But, some, you know, I see a different side to the people that you see on the television all the time. But with him, you thought, I could listen to you. You know, you could do an after-dinner speech and I would find it fascinating. Really, really interesting. And we had lots of, uh, lots of politicians in their early days on LBC who are now very big within, uh, within government. So, anyway, that's all to one side. Yes, we do celebrate a birthday today. Yes, we do feel a little... Although I ran into the studio. I can't believe I ran. I Actually, because I was, I was busy having a chat uh, next door to a friend. And, uh, and I ran a little bit, which I thought was quite good enough. So funny, actually. I love the way that, that Joe Lyons says, don't look a day over 20. I like that person. I like that person. <laughs> As I say, don't, don't even ask what we had lined up for you. Uh, John says transplant patients don't get free prescriptions. All right. Michael Dennis says have a, a great day. He's the black cab poet, mm-hmm. as you know. And uh, Jonathan Levi says can't believe you're only 40. He says only a couple of years and I'll be 30. <laughs> See, the trouble is I don't know how old Jonathan Levi is. I've done the story, Jonathan, about, uh, about Joe Allen's on Saturday. <laughs> Which was lovely. Uh, apparently the first tea came into England through Portsmouth, says Billy. Oh, hence the Mary Rose tea bags. That is really, I promise you, I, I, I like to recommend places around the country. And I've been around a few places, but I'd always wanted to go see the Mary Rose. When we saw it, and you see it in there, and you look at half a Tudor warship, you will marvel at the fact that they brought the thing up. How they found it in the first place, I can't remember. I think they found a cannon, and then they started searching, then they found some timbers, and then they were taking all the timbers away. So the bit that was in the silt is the best preserved. They've got the skeleton of a dog, they've got a skeleton of uh, one of the archers there. There was one man who was, I think it might have been the one who was trapped under the cannon, and so they've substituted bits that they didn't have. I mean, it's, it's just, it's really amazing. Gold coins... They found different things, and because this archer had that on, he was a member of the, the Royal Archeries Society. Um, uh, Joyce, yes, I did get the card and present. She says, uh, I, I don't podcast. You must podcast, you really, especially today, actually. Especially today, you must podcast. And, uh, and John says, uh, John, <laughs> he says, um, 
Uh, it's all downhill from now on, mate. He says, you've only got one life, so live it. I've, John, I've always subscribed to that. I've said a million times on this programme, this isn't a rehearsal. You don't get two goes at it. It's the one go. And they do say, and I haven't subscribed to it all the time, they say, live each day as if it was your last. So, so today we've got two magnums of champagne. We're not opening them. I'm going to save them for a... Actually, I might, I might take them on, on, for, the, uh, for the other thing. I might take one of them for that. Producing, yeah, that'd be a good idea. Good idea. We can we can drink that, and I don't know how many a, a magnum will will feed. How many? Just me, I suppose. How many people? How many glasses? Double the normal bottle. Oh, so just just two glasses then. <laughs> two people. My who is it? My friend said to me the other day. He said uh, me, me and the girlfriend. He said we we had a session the other week. He said we got through seven bottles of wine. I thought well, between two of you, and he said yes. And I suddenly realised that Jonathan Levi and I had been out one day. To Joe Allen's, and I think we must have. We must. I can't remember how many bottles we did, but it was a hell of a lot. It was a hell of a lot of bottles. I thought we were quite quite restrained on Saturday, but uh, in August he's going to be thirty six. Thirty six. Honestly, what 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 joy! What joy to be thirty six, ladies and gentlemen. But if you're celebrating your birthday today on St Patrick's Day, many happy returns of the day. I hope the day goes well, and I hope that you get uh, all the things you wish for. If you have to go to, to work, of course, that's the downside. Not for me. The, the downside is not coming into work. But literally, tons and tons of cards. I mean, I mean tons of cards. I'm just never going to get round to opening all of them. But I've had some lovely ones, you know, Ray. And uh, I did get the latest copy of Vellum. And then uh, one from Juliet, who says that now that you're 60... I don't, at least the one, one from the producer is actually better, because um, I had to wear my badge. 39 plus 1. <laughs> which is quite, which is quite sweet, actually. We had five bottles of wine, says Jonathan. We were at five bottles between two of us. He said, then dessert wine, but we did manage to finish that. Do you, you ever had dessert wine? Dessert wine is really nice, ladies and gentlemen. It really, it was, it's, it's quite sweet. You get a little bit, but it's, it's, it's quite nice. It's very nice. And, um, and the producer says, thank you so much for making work fun. Such a creep. And <laughs> making work fun. <laughs> Is it possible to make work fun? It is actually, isn't it? It is actually possible to come into work and go, do you know, actually, I like my job. It's, it's not really difficult, is it? Well, until tomorrow, I've got a meeting with the boss tomorrow. That'll be an interesting one. <laughs> He's promised toast. Uh, Duncan sent me a card as well, which is lovely. It's Duncan Barks. He's on uh, this evening. I like opening cards. It's, it's a very therapeutic thing. And, uh, and they do actually make... As Joyce has uh, discovered, a St. Patrick's Day card, but she's added the word birthday on it as well. Thank you very much indeed. She says, I wish your friend a happy 60th birthday. Hope he's got his bus pass. This is the running joke around here, I'm afraid, that uh, that Steve Allen knows somebody who's going to get a free bus pass. It's awful, isn't it, really? Uh, other stories in the papers before I do the gadget competition for you, if you're... Uh, uh, a new listener, if you've just woken up at the moment. Uh, Ex-call girl Jenny Thompson's romp with Wayne Rooney apparently is going to be made into a, a movie. Uh, it's going to be based on her book, Bang to Rights, which charts her liaisons with a string of sports stars. Oh, dear. Hooker sells stories. I mean, is that really what the kind of thing we want nowadays? Not really. Apparently, she revealed that the Man United star paid 1200 for sex when Colleen was pregnant. A source said Wayne's teammates will be lining up to suggest who'll play him. Brad Pitt can be ruled out. Yes, I mean, who, who are you going to find? Somebody will stick a shredded wheat on their head, I suppose. It's ridiculous, really. I mean, I always thought that, that uh, hookers had a code of conduct. They didn't do things like that. But there again, once a tart, always a tart. Mm -hmm. uh, people do love their, their dogs. Absolutely love their, their dogs. 
And Paul O'Grady has proved how much he loves Olga because he spent £8,000 on cancer treatment. Because if you, lo- if you love your dogs, as Paul does, he, he was told in November that Olga had 18 months to live. Uh, you remember Buster that he used on the... Pro- Buster used to sit there. Buster used to make me laugh. Buster had one of those... Things. He'd sit there on the desk and just be staring out. And <laughs> Paul would say... Th- he was a bit, a bit like Fanny the Wonder Dog. And actually, talking of that, they both live in the same village. Both of them live in the same village, both Paul O'Grady and Julian Clary. But anyway, and that's neither here nor there. And so he's, he's investing in an, in an intensive course of chemotherapy for little Olga. He says she's she just had a kidney out, she's now on chemo. Bearing in mind, he's had two heart attacks, 12 stents he's got in. 12 stents. I said to him, every time I see him, I always go, You've, we're, we're very similar, except I've only got four stents in. He's got 12 and he's had two heart attacks. And that's, that's kind of a bit worried. But he's, he's a very, very chirpy, very chirpy person. He's, he's amazingly good value. And we go back many, many years, many, many years, almost more years than I care to remember. Uh, I was looking at pictures of David Millwood, my friend. Honestly, funny, David. You look at pictures of me on the, uh, on the LBC uh, website and, um, and you think to yourself, something went wrong a long, long time ago. <laughs> I can't remember what it was. Uh, Jackie says, happy birthday from Sydney. And... Um, Martin and Adam loved hearing their names. That's Eva. She's in Slovakia. This is the one. This is the one who's got bears apparently in the garden. We weren't sure about that. Uh, bears and uh, Shannon says happy birthday, and uh, little Julie and, and Melanie who loves the show. And somebody else says happy birthday. Forty again. I can't believe it. I noticed that uh, that Joe has actually changed his his picture on his, on his Twitter. Quite quite a frightening picture, actually, that one, Joe. There's a much better one of you in the hospital gown, which you should use. That's a much, much nicer one, I think. Uh, 84850. And uh, Marie says, uh, don't forget to apply for your bus pass. Not for 20 years. I'm not applying for it then. Uh, Julian Battersea. And uh, Hazel says, uh, I won't mention your age, but you get better with it each year. I, I think LBC gets, do you think LBC gets better with each year? Don't you think there's always something? I have to be honest. I mean, you know, we, we, we've done... I mean, I packed my little case up so many times, a bit like Paddington Bear. I packed my little suitcase up and sort of headed off to darkest Peru, and we've moved around London a bit. But this, this building, it's, 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 very, it's very nice. It's a bit blue in here, but I can cope with things like that. But at least we're in the heart of London. I think that's the exciting thing for me. It's the fact we're actually in the middle. And next Saturday and Sunday is when the new weekend programmes start... So you're going to get Andrew Pierce with Saturday breakfast, which is lovely. You get me extra on Sunday. So I'm just opening cards. Um, and so you get me with Steve Allen. I forget what they're calling it. Steve, between six and eight, Steve Allen on Sunday. It sounds quite exciting, doesn't it, really? And I think it will be a, a romp through the papers. I think uh, that's what I think it's going to be anyway, because I, I think it's the kind of thing you need to get your day off before Stig and Kay come along. And then you get me again at nine o'clock at night with the repeat of In Conversation because there, there's some real... I forget who we're running this week, but it's, they're, they're all been really, really excellent. Who are we, running? we don't know who we're running this week. We might run Sam Bailey or we might run... Kian Egan's very good. For, he was telling us lots of stories about um, the jungle and how it works out there and, and the things you see and the things you, you don't see. So that's, that's very interesting. There's a model... Here, her uh, name is Elizabeth Dixon. She's a, a Playboy model, which means she takes her clothes off, as indeed they do. And uh, she's suing. She's suing them for £300,000. And uh, it's because 
uh, a golfer whacked her bottom while teeing off from it. Well, if you're stupid enough to do this kind of thing. Uh, Elizabeth claimed she was told uh, the uh, radio host called Kevin Klein would only pretend to hit the ball in the uh, photo shoot at the Playboy Golf Finals in California. But the model says he took two swings. The second one hit the ball and her bottom. So she's suing the magazine and L.A. Playboy radio host Klein. Her writ claims she sustained several bodily injuries, a portion of which are permanent. And, of course, she also suffered emotional trauma. So she's lying down there. She's pulled her skirt down and they've balanced a golf ball on her bottom. And, um, and as I say... The rest is history. Coming up, it's been revealed how much Kate Blanchett's Oscar outfit cost. And let me tell you, it was very, very expensive. LBC News Time, 5.15. Nick Ferrari and the team today is the Malaysian Airlines flight MH370 enters its 10th day with no sign of the plane. Nick will be looking at claims that the pilot held extremist beliefs. Although, even if he did, you'd have to have the pilot and the co-pilot unless they've taken one of them out. It doesn't, it's, it, the whole thing is just so... It's farcical, really. Plus, would you mind mixed sex toilets at your child's school? And why are middle class mums not bonding with their kids? Nick Ferrari and the team from seven this morning. John Craig, chief political correspondent for Sky News, will be looking at the papers. Uh, nice one, Steve. Last time we met, you had long blonde hair, slim, huh, f- full of energy and chat. Yep. UBN days, record company for me. Seems like yesterday and we ain't changed, have we? Happy birthday. And that's Bernie Cochran. Good Lord, honestly. You know, it's so funny because when, when you go back, and I do go back quite a, quite a way, and uh, my friend David Millwood twittered, or tweeted, and I remember thinking, gosh, David Millwood, I've not heard from David for ages. He, him and his partner used to have a pub down in Reading. Then I think they went to live abroad, and then I think they must have come back now. Uh, Steve met Tony Benn and had the honour of having a couple of chats with him at Notting Hill Gate. I told him how he'd been held in reverence in our household when I was growing up. My dad was a staunch socialist and philanthropist. Tony Benn was a warm, interested, friendly person. Remarkable man. Yes, I mean, he was fascinating to listen to. You know, you you, you don't see the like of him again. You know, Prescott, none of these people hold a candle to him at all. Kerry says, happy 39 plus VAT. I've got a badge, actually, which says 39 plus 1 to 40. Uh, Francesca, thank you. Uh, Christine in Bristol says, you don't get free bus pass at 60 now. You do. You do in London, actually. You You don't in Bristol. We have the freedom pass up here in town, so I get free, um... Free tr- no, I don't. Sorry, I don't. Uh, the person I know, if you hit 60, you get free... Tr- um, tr- I was going to say trams. You get free buses, free underground and overground trains at certain time. So uh, you do in London. It's a, it's a concession. That's the, the, the bonus of living in London. The bonus of living in London. Thank you for the laugh, says Julie in Battersea. And somebody says, have you, quali- have you registered for Dial-A-Ride? I think you qualify now. A bit, bit, bit embarrassing, isn't it? Uh, the competition for today, the gadget competition, because yesterday, Friday, that's when we had the last one. Yesterday? wasn't yesterday. I might have done it privately. Philip from Darlington. Philip Thompson. Well done, Phil. He's already texted this morning, so he's there again. He correctly identified that the catchphrase from the two Ronnies was, well, it's good night from me and it's good night from him. And he got himself the iPad Mini. He's very excited. He is scouring the streets of Darlington. This time of the morning, you've got to be a bit careful, because not too many people out. Uh, looking for the postman. You've got my iPad Mini. Actually, I'm very jealous. That's a ni- it's such a nice thing to, to wake up to, isn't it? So, well done. Today, it's the Google Nexus 7 tablet. Runs on Android. Perfect mix of power, portability, browsing, listening, watching, downloading, everything. All singing, all dancing. The Google Nexus 7 tablet today can be yours if you know the answer to this question. Which actor is renowned for playing Harry Potter? 
text the word gadget, followed by your answer, and send it to 84850. So, who's renowned for playing Harry Potter? Text the word gadget, then your answer, and then send it to 84850 before 6.30 this morning. Text costs £1.50, plus your standard network rate. We text after the closing time. You won't be entered, but may still be charged. We play across the LBC network. Full terms and conditions online at lbc.co.uk. Uh, 84850 and uh, Margaret says I laughed till I cried talking about the uh, the traffic lights on your lavatory <laughs> it seemed to have amused most people when I was discussing that with Ruby Wax uh, thank you Margaret if you haven't heard it you have to download it and uh, you can download it if you go to the LBC website lbc.co.uk and that'll be for uh, for Ruby Wax <laughs> very funny indeed uh, um, oh dear, I, 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 wonder, I don't know if I can read this one out because it, it's not written actually as, as I can read it. It's a poem. I'll come around to it a bit later. Apparently, isn't the original Lucasade sign in Osterley House? I used to pass it a kid on the way back to Ireland, end up working on the Great West Road many moons later. There is a sign there, not as colourful. Oh. He says, Hopefully, you got what I sent you. It could have been worse. They had a Colleen Nolan DVD as well. Thank you, Paul, very much indeed. Actually, talking of uh, of being this age, 40 today, and you're old enough to watch younger people behaving badly. And that's from Christine. How are you? Yes, Christine is uh, is a Durham lass. A Durham lass. Durham, Durham. Uh, Paul, Bill and Yvonne in Manchesterford. He says, happy birthday, 39. Yeah, right. <laughs> Doesn't sound very believable. He's got a picture of Les Dawson on the front of the card. It says, I went to my doctor and asked for something for persistent wind. Gave me a kite. Um, one from Dawn... Oh, it's Dawn in Ryslip. Thank you very much indeed. And from Shirley and Brian in Bobbingdon. They say, stay healthy. If only. If only. Uh, Christine says, thank you for being Steve Allen. Which is good. I quite like the idea of being Steve Allen. And uh, from Maggie in Bromley says, 60-plus travel card and free prescriptions. Well, it'll be good for any 60-plus-year-old people listening in on the programme this morning. George, the Warburton's driver and wife, Leah. Um... So thank you to you as well. And uh, another one here from uh, young young Gary. Very busy at the moment. He says, wishing all the best to you both of you. Hope you have a superb day. Yes, I hope so. Well, it, it, it started well. Started very well indeed. Vladimir Putin's in all the papers today. This is after he's grabbed Crimea. 95.5% support. I think the UK have said they're not accepting this as being, uh, as being genuine. Uh, Pro-Russia supporters in the breakaway UK. Crane province danced in the streets as the exit poll results were well out. The celebrations mocked Western leaders who condemned the voters illegal. You can read that. They haven't even bothered putting it on the front page. They've sort of shoved it inside now. They're obviously not that interesting. And some poor old holidaymaker who had the fright of his life. He was, he was on one of these barges. Uh, it could be a host season's boat. And he's going through a canal lock. And then the back of the boat, for some reason, got hooked onto the, the gate of the lock. So as the water was let out, because that's what was happening, the front gate, it then rolled onto its side, forcing the people on the boat to leap to safety. The boat twisted over in the lock. Passerby Paul Clements, who saw the incident on the Kennington Avon Canal, says the guy jumped out just in time. Wow. Uh, Why beauty has ditched strict upbringing to strip off? My Amish family think modelling is the worst thing a woman can do. They've not seen my lingerie shot, says Kate Stoltz. And uh, she's Amish. But there again, I mean, they're not allowed to wear red or patterned clothing, the Amish. See, I, I, quite, I like the Amish. They're very forgiving. Do you remember somebody went in a few years ago and, and gunned down, I think, a school? And they went, we actually forgive them. 
But, but they, they have had a few problems over the years with the young Amish who've turned to drink in some cases. In fact, they actually did a television programme where they put young people with young Amish people who'd obviously never mixed with other people before, and it was, it, was, it was very interesting, very interesting. They have to wear very plain skirts. Unmarried men remain clean-shaven, whilst married Amish men have to grow a beard. Engagements are kept secret. Uh, gossiping is considered a sin. This programme would be a sin in the Amish community, because we do, we do talk about gossip. Uh, and whilst they use pitchforks instead of motorised tools, they will never turn a fork upside down, as it reminds them of the devil. It's also a tradition to take a pie when visiting another's home. Oh, I'm all in favour of that. All in favour of just bring the pies around. Thank you very, very much indeed. And uh, Noel Edmonds is the, is, the ga- is the guy who said he's ready to buy the BBC and save it from inevitable disaster. Now, you know that I'm a big, big Noel Edmonds fan. I was the biggest fan of Crinkly Bottom and Noel's House Party and the biggest fan of Noel's Christmas presents and when they dropped it, and I think it was Peter Salmon, I think because he didn't like Noel for some reason, um, I was absolutely mortified. Best programme on the television. Used up lots of celebrities. Graham Cole was on there. Peter Dean. Everybody. Everybody. We want it back, please. I don't see... They bring other programmes back. Why can't the BBC bring back Noel's House Party? Mr Blobby can go back. Blobby, blobby, blobby. Why can't we have that back again? That was a good bit of entertainment. All we've got now, and you know, lovely though it is, it's Ant and Deck doing what Noel Edmonds did 30 years ago. So let's have it back. Let's have Noel with his Christmas presents back, please. I don't ask for a lot. Coming up later, I'll be talking about the couple who held their wedding reception in a pizza hut. Oh, dear. LBC News time. It's 5.30. Certainly looking forward to that. 29 minutes. 28 minutes. No, 20. 20 yes, 28 minutes to six. Makes no difference. Uh, second here. There already where The BBC has caused a bit of a storm in a teacup when it turns out that they're actually paying Alan Yentob for a part-time job £183,000 a year. It's jobs for the old boys, isn't it? Their bosses refuse to reveal the creative director's working hours or holiday entitlement. I mean, he could be working either one or two days a week. Mm-hmm for that sort of money, which seems uh, seems quite a lot, doesn't it? And <laughs> James O'Brien's producer's just texted me. Bless his... He's up early. Look at this. Mind you, it takes me a long time to get ready, I think. And uh, he says, uh, happy birthday. He said, do you want me to bring in an, an extinguisher for all the candles on the cake? Cheeky devil, honestly. <laughs> no. <laughs> cake? What do you mean cake? We don't do cake. I'm not allowed to. I'm a diabetic. Um, so anyway, so Noel says he can come in and save the BBC. I don't save it from what? I don't know. I was slightly perturbed to read, and I've got it for my free podcast later on, that they're going to axe a load of people from Loose Women. Uh, apparently there was a new boss. Guess who the new boss is? You won't believe this. This is the new boss who's... Ca- do you know who it is? Who do you think? It- Martin Frizzell. Do you know who he is? Fiona Phillips's husband. Do you know who he is, though? Used to run GMTV until they got rid of him. Do you know where he was before that? He was here. He was here. He was a reporter. He was a reporter at LBC. And, um... Slightly odd. But anyway, so that, I'll leave that to one side. And he always used to have his Mac and all the rest of it. I quite, I quite liked him, actually. But anyway, he's obviously going in. He was dropped from GMTV. I think he sees this as his comeback. I'm going to make a... You know, I'm going to be the hatchet man. And he's going to go through Loose Women... And get rid of it. Because the ratings have tumbled. I can tell them why the ratings have tumbled. It's because it's got no interest to anybody at all. The, you know, there's a lot of presenters on there. It's a very expensive programme with no audience. And that's the big problem about it. It's, you know, it's, you don't want, you know, a bit of, you know, caterwauling people sitting there. You're looking for something interesting. The trouble is the people who we like, the Carol Vordermans and the Sherry Hewsons and people like that... Um, 
he doesn't seem to like. And so they're going, oh, he's, he's going to make a name for himself. Now, I don't know where he's been since he was ousted from GMTV. I don't know what happened. One minute he was there. I thought, I thought, he, was, thought he was fairly popular, actually. But maybe one of those things, perhaps they decided to have a change, and so off he toddles. So now he's coming back in. Now he, he's, he's, he's either been out of the loop for a long time, in which case perhaps he's not aware of what we want to watch on the television. And, you know, there are certain people we want to watch on the television, certain people we don't. I mean, ITV2 needs looking at. You know, I'm not interested in Joey Essex. I'm not interested, really, in The Only Way is Essex. I only mention it on the programme because cause that's, what, that's what you do for a living. You end up talking about these things. But if he's going to get rid of all the people who are fairly popular, then he's going to become very unpopular himself. Jeff Stevenson, former teenage comic. <laughs> he says, happy birthday. Thank you. You're up early this morning. Must be, must be flying around the world somewhere, I should imagine. And uh, Steve says, Noreen, you are on brilliant form. That'll be the cake we had. It was very, it was, very, it, was it was, um, it was obviously a child's cake. And it was, because they don't seem to do adult cakes now, and it was Swiss roll covered in chocolate. And the producer ate the head, and I just had a piece of it. It was a lovely sponge, though. She says, we get free bus passes and use them a lot. I hope your friend gets a lot of use out of his. Isn't Sam a poppet getting a badge with 39 plus one and champagne? Yeah, he is. Well, in fact, he just kept producing stuff from under the desk. It was sort of a little bit like sort of Santa's sack. I kept wondering. And then he produced this huge box... And it was the magnum of champagne. And then there was another big box on my desk. And that was from Duncan Barts. And that was the magnum of champagne as well. So two magnums of champagne. I have to stagger home with one of them today. The other one will just have to wait a little bit, I think. Uh, the mystery of the plane, says Noreen, is incredible. I absolutely agree. I wish, I, I wish there was an answer to the plane. I feel sorry for all the people who, uh, who are on it who we don't know where they are. I mean, are they at the bottom of the ocean? Has the thing blown up? Are they still alive? Were they captured? Have they been executed? We don't know. We just do not know. Pamela is in Brentwood. Oh, Pamela. And says, I found you over seven years ago. I podcast every whole show. You make me laugh uh, and think. You tell me things I didn't know and you keep me company when I can't sleep. There you go, you see. That's what we're here for. As far as I'm concerned, that's good. Um, uh, Slon Char. That's from Caroline and Gordon in Charlwood, formerly of Betchworth. Slawn Char says, you must visit Ireland sometime. Yes, I mean, it's because I was born on St. Patrick's Day. And people say, oh, are you Irish? I go, no. They say, is any Irish in you? And I say, no. Uh, Dan says, uh, I'll be checking your freedom pass, Stephen, if you board my bus. On the plus side, free trains now for you. <laughs> you're all very bitter. I don't know where you're getting this from at all. Uh, Kavita says, I'm in New Delhi in India. It's uh, GMT plus 5.5, and it's the Hindu Festival of Colours. Oh, I know what that is. This is the one where, where people go out and they get covered in... Is it all different paints and powder paints and stuff like that? They do, they've do. they done that round uh, our way, actually. Sounds lovely. And says, uh, the only festival that celebrates with the consumption of banned substances. We're having a, a marijuana party. Really? Are you serious? Isn't it... Or, or is it legal? Where they sort of... They, they actually grind the leaves and then batter them with flour spices and deep-fry them into barges. That's a bit dodgy, doesn't it? A little bit worrying, things like that. I don't know. Uh, 84850. Oh, interestingly enough, C.J. Uh, Demui uh, is in one of the papers over the weekend. He's the one from the quiz show. Apparently, he lived rough on a park bench in Rotherham for three months or something. It's the biggest part of drivel you've ever read, actually. But uh, it just doesn't work. It just does not work. He is just bad, wrong, wrong, wrong for that programme. As a panel, he's fine. But putting him by himself, he just comes over as some silly, smug little person. And uh, not very good. I think, really, 
Much as though, you know, it 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 MI5. I think Daphne should be there. She could at least show a little bit of humility. He just comes over as some silly old man. Just doesn't work. I don't know why, actually. I, I, I can't quite work out at all. Uh, Cass says, have a very happy birthday. Thank you. I'm hoping to. I wish I had jelly and ice cream. I really wish. Uh, Buen compleanno means happy birthday in Italian. And Valerie says, are you going to arrange... Uh, sorry, are you going after a posh afternoon tea somewhere? No, I'm not, actually. No, it's just... It is Italian. We're eating. It is Italian. We're eating today, which I'm looking forward to very much. Uh, Richard and Sarah in Sittingbourne. Thank you very much indeed. Two of our... I hate to say two of our long-standing listeners. Uh, from Tricia in Hatfield. Says, Stephen says he's 39, but today we shall all see. This isn't quite the truth at all. In fact, he is 60. But don't be sad about it, Steve. Just celebrate in style. You've achieved so much in 60 years and make our lives worthwhile. Your talent's incomparable. As you tell us all the news, the other presenters fade away. It's you we always choose. Well, not always. Not always, but I'm grateful for it. Uh, Mary and Richard in Hastings, thank you. Uh, Barbara in Pinner as well. Thank you very much indeed for, for all the come. I'm very grateful, seriously. I'm quite humbled by it. I quite, I quite like celebrating birth. You know, imagine if you were sitting at home and, um, and you'd have to wait for the postman to come and deliver anything. Here we get it, you know, very nice. Uh, Christine uh, is the diamond. says, greetings from Dublin. She said, how are you? I've just woken up and wanted to say happy birthday. Hope you like the card and present. Absolutely loved it. Thank you very much indeed. And uh, Jackie in Paddock Wood. Actually, we, I went through a road the other day. It was still waterlogged. Still the water has not, has not dried, you know, in all the places. She sent me in a lovely birthday cake with lots of things I can't eat. I cannot eat iced cake. I mean, all just that icing on the top. In fact, it was very good yesterday because I'm on this new uh, pen from the hospital, uh, the one that sort of helps you not eat as much. But it, you do feel a little bit bloated. But I have a, I have a feeling this will go down later on. And then once we can get the... Uh, once we can get the uh, the numbers down on, on the blood sugar readings, I'll be a lot happier. That's all they're, that's all they're trying to do. That's all they're trying to do. But they, they won't give you an answer. You keep saying to me, I keep saying to them, so what is life expectancy for diabetics? And, well, you know, varies. <laughs> Depends how much you look after yourself, doesn't it, I suppose. Uh, voice star Ricky Wilson. I've never even heard of him. Who is he? Is this another one from some group we've never heard of? He's from who? From the Kaiser Chiefs, oh, apparently. They say he's going to be a, become a permanent fixture on telly with his own quiz show. Oh, dear God in heaven. Why? He's got no experience at all. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. And apparently, the uh, the show's producer, Wall to Wall, are going to discuss this new gig, which in, in, insiders say would be an irreverent offering to never mind the buzzcocks. Oh, God. Do they, they must think we're real idiots. You know, they sort of have somebody on a program, they go, oh, right, we're going to use him now. He'll be really popular. You watch them all die systematically, one after the other after the other, because the British public just don't want to be fed this diet of rubbish. You know, not another quiz show, thank you very much indeed. Not another chat show, thank you very much indeed. Not another cooking programme, thank you very much indeed. Uh, Gary and Lisa Lawrence has come down to Whitstable sometime for a cup of tea and a slice of cake. How lovely. That would, you know, that's my idea of, of bliss. I could happily sit down, you know, with my feet on, on a deck chair, just staring out to sea with a cup of, cup of tea and a slice of cake. Um, another one here. Uh, this is from uh, Kate, who says, uh, a very happy St. Patrick's Day. Thank you for filling the small hours with just the best entertainment on the radio. As long as you podcast and write into the boss, he's more than happy. <laughs> 
Find his name on the internet. Uh, Janet in Chipstead says, Happy birthday to two of the best, Steve Allen and Carol. Looking forward to meeting up with Carol and lots of others for birthday celebrations this week. Born in the same year as you, Steve. I will arrive at this birthday in November. Oh, Lord. Jane in Hawley says, Celebrate in style. What's the betting? Fiona Phillips will make a TV comeback as a new addition to the Loose Women, women panel. Do you know, I'd never thought about that. I'd never... Do you know, that, that's the... I, that never crossed my mind. I never thought about it, of course. Because they should have left her where she was on the television. She, she, you know, she had that, that factor that worked on television. You know, she might not have come over as the brightest penny in the box, but she had the human interest. And so, uh, yes, you're right. Of course, if her husband's going to be producing... Oh, yes... Yes. Angela and Bob in Pratt's Bottom. Yes, thank you very much indeed. Lots of love and cuddles. Cuddles as well. You see, cuddles are good. Or champagne. Or just money. I've opened up loads of cards. I mean, no money so far. I'm a little bit disappointed. As a, as a young man, I distinctly remember opening up cards and the, sometimes there'd be a ten-shilling note inside. I love the way pe- people have written on the outside of the envelope. Dear Mr Postman, please please make sure Steve Allen gets this card. Postman must be sick to death round here again. Not Steve Allen again, for goodness sake. And, uh, and there's one here from, uh, from Joan, who's in Abridge, and says, many, 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 many more years. I've been listening for many, many years. So what we like to, like to hear about, we have, we have listener loyalty from, uh, from all over the place, from all over the country, and from, uh, judging by this morning, all around the world, which is lovely. Uh, it's amazing how many people seem to have got it wrong and think it's my 60th. Uh, somebody from Horsham comes with a letter as well, which is Carol, says, um... She says, thank you for the impersonations, the knowledge and your dedication. You're the only person who can make me laugh first thing in the morning. Oh, I don't know. I tend to find standing in front of the mirror with all your clothes off as a, as a roughly the same effect. Certainly does for me. Certainly does for me. And says, um, unfortunately, I can't email you during the programme as the signal's not very good from my room. I still faithfully listen, but I don't text very much as the words don't always come out as they should. It doesn't matter as long as you're there. Once you show up in the figures, I don't, I don't care. I'm, I'll happily come round and pay everybody for turning up in the figures. It's never the easiest thing in the world, as friends of mine have told me in the business, you know, to try and get an audience in the early hours of the morning. So we do our best. We do our best. And uh, for that, we are grateful. Uh, loads more of your uh, messages coming in. And uh, wait a minute, what am I doing here? What am I doing here? Wait a minute. Coming up, Sarah Ferguson's in the, in the papers. And it's only because... She's apparently had a lot of weight loss and she's airbrushed to within an inch of her life on the front cover of Hello! magazine. It's another sort of desperate attempt for Sarah Ferguson to try and ingratiate herself to the British public. But, uh, I don't think it's working. LBC News Time. It's quarter to six. Steve Allen on LBC. Morning, everybody. It's 11 minutes to six. My friend Paul Cooper is going into hospital today. So it's my birthday today. He's going into hospital for uh, a little operation. Uh, he should have had it done ages and ages ago. And so at the end of today, he will be... Uh, be a lot, I think he's got to be there by something like 8.30 in the morning for, for prep. Val and Lily in Canvey. Good morning. Ken says you need to be 65 to get the Freedom Pass. No, you don't, actually. This is the, this is the other pass. It's not called a Freedom Pass. It's called something else, actually. Uh, somebody else saying how long before Fiona Phillips becomes a member of the Loose Women team. Well, that that would be that would be really awful, wouldn't it? <laughs> Janice, one of my biggest fans, and uh, Penbelwithapus. I think that means happy birthday in Welsh. I'm not <laughs> me and my Welsh. You know it's rubbish, actually, absolutely rubbish. I'm afraid. Uh, eight four eight five zero Steve at lbc.co.uk. Uh, on the subject of the uh, the diabetic pen, uh, this is the um, this is the the pen. 
uh, which I got the other day from the hospital. This is something called Victoza. And it's, uh, I don't know whether or not it's for type 1 diabetics. I mean, I'm really holding my hands up and, and saying, Dan, I've got no idea. I just know that it's, it's given to people to assist with, with weight loss. And it's, I, th- I don't think it's specifically for, for diabetics, but a lot of people who are overweight uh, do use these things. I'd never even heard of it before. I wanted, somebody had mentioned it. I asked in the chemist and Mr Shah had heard of it. And I think they have a couple of people on it as well. So you just do the one injection. I mean, ask your doctor. Because what it's supposed to do, it's supposed to lower your, your blood count. So when you, when you test your blood, I mean, I, I'm now keeping a check. So in a month's time, I'll go back to the hospital and she will now look at the things. But it's, it seems to be work as an appetite suppressant yesterday. I mean, I literally got up in the morning. I went to get a cup of coffee and I picked up the papers. And then I bought a, a hot sausage roll. I took two bites out of it and I didn't want any more. Didn't eat anything until later on when I had my lunch, which was roast beef, Yorkshire pudding. I think I didn't even eat both the roast potatoes on the plate. I ate most of the, the greens, and that was that. And then I came home. I was home about 4.30, quarter to five. Didn't eat anything else. Went to bed and didn't feel hungry. This morning, admittedly, I've been a very naughty diabetic, and I've had a little bit of uh, birthday cake, which Sam, Sam bought in. And that was, and that was it. And I feel quite full, actually. In fact, I'm, I feel particularly full. But uh, the good news is that uh, because I, I thought that uh, our AP was going to be James this morning. So, so we've got an extra hoisin duck wrap. It's exciting, isn't it? thought you'd like that. Have you eaten your other one? Have you? No, no. You have got another one coming then very shortly. And uh, our Charlie Girling has sent me birthday greetings as well. Love Charlie Girling. I don't know if she's doing the interview with me tomorrow. I always have to say this on air because I never know what I'm doing half the time. We've got Sam Bailey coming in who won The X Factor. And I don't know who else is uh, is doing her. So, Dan, ask ask the doctor about it. Ask ask the doctor about it. The injection is called uh, Victoza. But you've got to stick. They would go through all sorts of things. You'd have to take in samples and stuff like that and your, your medication that you're on because it might not go with the medication. So you have to you have to check all these things. Uh, a line mocking Andrew Lloyd Webber in the musical I Can't Sing has been axed uh, because he owns the theatre where the, where the show is running. It's the Palladium, isn't it? Apparently the West End impresario went along to see an early run-through of Simon Cowell's stage project uh, in which a character pokes fun at his recent flop production, Stephen Ward. Uh, the truth, uh, it's funny, uh, who was I talking to about this the other day? I was talking to somebody about, what, it might have been Jonathan Levi, about why... Stephen Ward didn't work. In fact, because both of them have had it from here to eternity, which is Tim Rice's music. That's also coming to a close. And I don't know what, what gets people into the theatre. I think that this should be quite good. I don't think it matters whether you mock Andrew Lloyd Webber in his own theatre. They're paying. They're, they're, they're not getting a discount. They're renting the theatre as per, as per usual. So I don't, I don't see why there'd be any problem. Perhaps people like to be sort of terribly nice. Uh, Simon Cowell is bracing himself for a, for a backlash Dermot O'Dreary is depicted as nerdy Liam O'Dreary. Geordie is a character of Cheryl Cole, who keeps a statue of ex-husband Ashley Cole in her dressing room. And Louis, Louis Walsh is a doddery old man called Louis. It opens on March the 26th. Mm-hmm. I mean, Mr Lloyd Webber owns, um, owns seven theatres. So the vibrating you heard was my phone again, with Charlie Girling saying, uh, yes, me. Oh, good. She's doing it tomorrow with me. That's nice. And says, I saw I can't sing on Friday. So good. 
Yes, a lot of people from here went. I think Nick Ferrari might have gone. But because it's still in preview, I can't review it. I just have to tell you that people who've seen it so far think it's really good. OK? But it might change between now and the time it opens. Um, one here. This is from, uh, from Lee. He says, uh, he's in Yeovil. I've never been to Yeovil, but it always sounds quite nice, doesn't it? It's part of the country I, I've yet to visit. He says, they say it's the thought that counts, and I did think about buying a card and present. Many happy with tax returns. Actually, I, did you say, I saw something the other day. I was talking to somebody about tax returns, because I'm, I'm quite good at doing things like that. Uh, 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. And uh, somebody says, where did this picture come? When did we do this? When on earth was that picture done? I'm trying on a pair of glasses. Where was that? Was this down in... Um, where the Dickens was that? I can't remember. Was that down in, in Chelmsford? It might have been down in Chelsea. We were trying on glasses with the sticker. I left the sticker on the front of the glass. I didn't buy them, actually. Uh, Jan in South Norwood says, Hopefully my gift will remind you of the seaside. Oh, I like a, I like a seaside reminder. Very good about a seaside reminder. And uh, Sandra says, Many happy returns from Croatia. Croatia. Here's Sarah Ferguson. She's on... The, so when I say here's Sarah Ferguson, I mean, she's not actually here, but here is Sarah Ferguson. And uh, she's the queen of the yo-yo diet... Um, she's not aged well. I, that's the only thing I can say to you. I mean, to be honest with you, she's uh, stuck to a, a boot camp. She's 54, to be honest with you. And, I'm, and I don't wish to be rude, because I, I don't bear anybody any malice. But she looks bad for 54. Seriously, Joan Collins looks absolutely fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Whereas Sarah Ferguson, who's obviously just done this piece with Hello magazine to try and rake in some extra quid, and uh, she says it, it took courage to go out in public all the years I've been overweight. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. But now her skin looks gaunt. There's lines everywhere. I mean, it's, it's, just, it's just ridiculous. She says being heavy when she had Beatrice really frightened her. I mean, this was 25 years ago. You know, there's a limit to how long poor old Sarah can dredge up this stuff. But uh, she's finally shed the pounds, and she showed off her figure in tight leather trousers. It'll all go back on again, I promise you. It does every time. It's, uh, she's ambassador for the Institute of Global Health Innovation at Imperial College. She says, I want to help combat obesity. Oh, do me a favour, honestly. I do lose the will to live with some of these people. I do want to combat obesity. Yes, and so she's sold this story about she's lost the weight. She's no different to any other celebrity, minor or otherwise, who brings out a fitness DVD and appears on every chat show, and they go, my God! You have lost, you know, so much. So much. Uh, happy birthday from Pat and Brian Cooper. Big hugs to you both. Just on the way to take Paul into hospital, because they're taking him into hospital. He's going in for his, his little operation today. I'm so tempted to tell him, Pat and Brian. But, uh, no, it'll be fine. It'll be absolutely fine. I know he wasn't exactly looking forward to it, but most people don't. But I said to him, listen, you're going to be asleep when, when they do this, so you don't have to worry about it at all. So uh, have, a nice, uh, have a nice journey and give him our love as well. And we shall talk to him, hopefully, in about, uh, in about a week's time. Jenny says, hope you have a fabulous day. Mine last Tuesday, and I've celebrated right up to last night. One here says, born Bromley, 17th of March, 54. You do the maths. It's outrageous. You just read that on Wikipedia. Nothing at all. Uh, 84850. Kate says, you're wrong about Ricky Wilson. Along with Kylie, he's brought a new life to The Voice. He's very likeable. I'm sure he'd be really good fronting his own quiz show. Yeah, see, I don't agree. Just because somebody's very likeable, that doesn't make them a good, a good quiz show host. We've seen lots of likeable people before, but they can't do quizzes. You've got to learn how to do a quiz. There is a, there's an art to doing it. You know, the way it works. 
Uncle Rob, he says, time to admit to the world your real age. 39. Thank you. Hope you're coming on the 28th. Um... I'm just in one of those sort of kind of funny moods. I thought I should eat lots more chocolate cake, but I'm thinking, no, no, no. Because I've had the injection. I don't need it. I don't need the chocolate cake. Another cup of tea might be nice, but I'm not going to push it, because I've only got another half an hour to go. And I, can, I, can, I even forgot to bring my water in today, and I'm normally very good. I carry a big case of water in the back of the car for emergencies. I don't know what sort of emergencies, but I just sort of think, just in case I need some water, I should carry the car. So looking at these pictures of Sarah Ferguson... Uh, you won't, you know, she says it took courage to go out. I'm so bored with people who are self-pitying. You know, she's done this for money. Um, she couldn't make the marriage last. She's now, if you look at the picture in the mirror today, I mean, whether or not they've just made her look worse, I don't know. Because for 54, she doesn't look that great. It just, I don't know why. You know, putting somebody in skin-tight leather, I mean, I could do that. You know, if I stay on my injections, I could be as slim as that, couldn't I? I don't want to look the same, you understand. <laughs> Still plenty more to come for you in the final half hour of your Monday morning early breakfast show on LBC as we celebrate International Day. Yes, we finally reached that day. I might even admit by the end of the programme what age I've got to. And on second thoughts, maybe I won't. Uh, we've got all the papers in the studio. I shall make my way through them. It's been revealed, actually, in some of them, that many MPs are claiming mileage expenses for trips on bikes. And a unique penny dating back 850 years has been found and will be sold in April, looks likely, to fetch 10 grand in auction. Oh, and the jackpot has been claimed for the Euro Millions, £108 million. Unfortunately, I didn't have the winning ticket and they don't want publicity. Oh, and it's the gadget giveaway. All of that to play for. From LBC, this is Steve Allen. That's next. This is LBC, leading Britain's conversation with Steve Allen. Tweet at LBC. Text 84850. Steve Allen on LBC. Still to come, revealed in the papers that many MPs are claiming mileage expenses for trips on bikes. We found this unique penny, which goes back 850 years. They reckon 10 grand in auction, and gutted as I was the other day that the £108 million Euro Millions jackpot has been claimed, ruined my weekend completely. But the winner, apparently, said they don't want publicity. I'll find them, I'll find them. And another fantastic gadget giveaway. Today, it's the Google Nexus 7 tablet. All that, your texts and emails, eight. For 850 steve at lbc.co.uk and Sarah Ferguson showing off her slim down look after years of weight woes. It doesn't get any better than that, ladies and gentlemen, between now and 6.30 on LBC. Hi there, Steve. Have a great 60th from everyone only boys allowed. Happy birthday! No, really? Only boys allowed? No! How fantastic. Do you write to Tim? No! Oh, God, that was nice, wasn't it? <laughs> Got quite emotional. That's my favourite Welsh singing group, as you know. Re- every morning, they can always guarantee, if I'm sitting up in front of the computer crying, it's because I'm watching them singing Spanfuck or, or anything else like that. Uh, any of these Welsh songs. Oh, how nice! Thank you, guys. Welsh Wales, eh? Bony boys. Look at that. That was very clever. Very inspired on that one. I couldn't work. He said to me, so I've got this, this thing to play. He said, and I've, and I've, I've played it to somebody and uh, somebody else in the building. And I said, oh, right. I'm thinking, who could it, who could it be? Who would it be? You know, he said, I said, well, I know who it is. He said, oh, yeah, you know. So I'm thinking Barbara Windsor, Biggins, Leslie Jones. I'm thinking of all these sort of different people. I certainly didn't expect only boys allowed. I certainly would. Or are they just some Welsh people he met at the station? <laughs> He'd just gone down to what? 
I thought you were going to do something. And uh, it's sort of, yeah, it's very, exci- very excited about that. Very excited. It's quite nice, isn't it, really? I like being 39. It's great. Very exciting. Hate being 60. That's rubbish. That really is. That's absolute, absolute rubbish, rubbish, rubbish. Right, we've got to go back to the papers. Go. Go, you're very distracting. <laughs> See you later. It's so exciting, isn't it? It's so exciting for me. It's probably dre- dreadfully dreary for other people, but it's nice to celebrate your birthday like this. I'm sorry to go back to Sarah Ferguson again, but if you look at the front page of Hello Magazine, and even if I was airbrushed within an inch of my life... Um, even I wouldn't have believed you could look like this. Unfortunately, it is so airbrushed. Because if you look at the picture in the other papers, she doesn't look like that at all. And they've said here she's keen to show her weight loss. No, she's selling a story. She's selling a story. And, uh, it's, you know, she got this cash settlement. So she's always been big. Everybody goes through a big phase. What is this obsession that we've got with being, with being very thin? And being, you know, it's, it's ridiculous. So what they've done is... Uh, she's looking to market her pudding flavour... Oh, God. She's looking to flavour some... Uh, uh, market some diet teas. We've had this before. Do you remember Bilin tea? You remember the scandal over Bilin tea? That if you drink this tea, you know, you're going to lose weight. And uh, in a desperate... She went to the master tea maker and asked them to create some flavoured hot drinks to curb her cravings. Oh, go away! It's just so annoying! Goodness sake, the world's most pampered woman... You know, she's asked a master tea maker. Do you not think if this stuff worked, they'd have done it 500 years ago? No. So they've come up with 17, including rhubarb... Listen, there is no easy way to lose weight. The only way you're ever going to lose weight is one of my magic pens. Uh, Or failing that, you go on a diet. You don't need to drink any tea or anything like that. You absolutely don't. The reason she's lost this weight is because she went to the boot camp in Verbier. That's the only reason. It's got nothing at all to do with drinking tea or any other loads of old codswallop. Apparently, her friends are clamouring for them. Oh, do me a favour. It's rubbish. It's just rubbish. Don't waste your time and money, ladies and gentlemen. If you really want to lose weight, go to the doctor, get a diet sheet. They will tell you the best way to do it. Don't eat this. Don't eat that. Don't eat, you know, things like cheese, very bad for you. Cheese and biscuits, very bad for you. You know, you don't want anything like that at all. Uh, Anna's in Walton on Thames. I've just seen a picture of J. Louise Knight, says Malcolm, and she's gorgeous. Well, nobody ever, well, ever think she wasn't. We only have a... Listen, people are, people are picked here based on their looks. Well, people like that are. The presenters, unfortunately, aren't picked for their looks at all, as you, as you can know if you've ever seen me. Uh, Amanda says, I tell everybody about your show. Good. Maria says, 60 is the new 50. It better be. <laughs> and uh, it's wonderful being 18 in your head, Steve says Joan, while the rest of you has 42 years' experience. Yes, yes. And uh, Linda and Patrick, thank you very much indeed. Lots of love to you both as well. Uh, we go back a long way. We go back a long way. And do you, know, do you remember I was saying earlier on about angry people? They really do see red. You know, people have said when they lost their temper, a mist has come down in front of them, and they've said, oh, you know, I really see, see red. And researchers have found that those with more hostile personalities are more likely to prefer the colour. So when something... You know, we all get to say, I mean, I, I don't get like that. I'm not like that. I get angry about, I don't know, what do I get angry? I was trying to think the other day, what I actually get angry Bad service. Bad service. When we went to this, this restaurant the other day in Portsmouth, and I have to be honest, it was, it, it was very pleasant. The, the waiter was very charming. Very ple- nothing was too much, can I get you this, can I get you that, and all the rest of it. And we did specifically say, it wasn't his fault. Um, Marion said, I'll have the roast pork, but I'll have the gravy on the side. So when it arrived, the gravy was on it. 
So she said, I did ask. He said, I know. He said, I did write it down. So that went back to the kitchen. OK, that was great. My brother had specifically asked for table number one. And somebody was sitting at table number one. So we got table number two, which we got. Yeah, it's okay. I mean, that, that really didn't make any difference. But he said, he said, we were watching these other people thinking, you're sitting at the table we specifically... They came in specifically and said, we want that table. So we didn't get that. And then, then the girl brought the bill over to the table. So my brother sort of did it through the machine. And so we go and sit down and wait for a taxi. And the bloke comes up and says, um, would you like to pay now? I went, no, we've paid. You think, you know, there's only three staff in there. For goodness sake, somebody tell this hand what that one's doing. And that was the only thing, you know, but that's nitpicking. That's nitpicking. I thought it was very pleasant. And also, if, if the weather's nice, doesn't, doesn't everybody smile more? Everybody smiles more. Everybody looks happier. Only boys allowed are looking very happy indeed. As Cal and Lan. <laughs> I, I tell everybody about Only Boys Allowed. And if I'd won the 108 million, they'd have been down playing in London for the next Steve Allen show. There's no two ways about it. I would just have to bring the entire choir down, all 138 of them, whatever it is. I would absolutely have to do that. It's just, um, I just have to make a donation to their charity now. They have a charity you can donate online. And uh, they're so good. And I bought the album, and I've, you know, I think the sh- there was a series of programmes which were on YouTube of them doing something, and you can see, all the parents came along as well. And the parents, obviously, you know, a lot, a lot of the parents got tattoos, and uh, they were sort of there, trying to sort of boost it up, and they're just, they were just fantastic, you know, there were lots of tears. And as one of, the, uh, one of the, the coaches said, you never thought you'd see guys of 19 standing there, tears rolling down their, their cheeks, because they've achieved so much. You know, from that first moment they appeared on Britain's Got Talent. And even Simon Cowell says, I predict big, big things for you. I think they're fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. I could sit down and watch them live at Buckingham Palace um, every day. You know, I just I just love every bit of it. Uh, Gary says, couldn't get your Boys and Girls Circus book. Stallholder only there every other week, so I'll have to go this week. Thank you. Ricky and Harrow says, I cut short my six-mile run to be back in time to share this great day with you. Uh, Mark is London's number one window cleaner. <laughs> so there you go. There's a, there's a, there's a tag to have. And uh, Sean Hammond, 18th birthday today. So uh, Mum Debbie says, many happy returns of the day. Uh, Lauren Knights uh, says, happy birthday, as does Sue Ann in Stockwell. And Rita in Clapham says, uh, have a wonderful day. And my lovely mum, Paddy, shares this day with you. But she's 93, going on 40. So I wish her a very happy birthday. It's party time later. Florence in uh, Primrose Hill. Victoza causes irreversible weight loss. It's also called liraglutide, I think. Uh, yes, it is, actually. You're quite right. I'm looking at it. It says it on here. And... Uh, as I say, it's it's working well as an appetite suppressant. But there again, you see, I mean, if that was available to everybody and they said you can buy this pen and buy it over the counter, you'd all be going out and trying it, wouldn't you? But I think it's only suitable for certain people. That's why they have to assess you. I still go back to uh, to Sarah Ferguson and, you know, I'm bringing out a range of teas. Don't waste your money. Really, it's just, it's absolutely ridiculous. She's been, It's like all these other people. When you see these people in the park with big, big tummies hanging over their little crop tops, you know that there's a cameraman there. And they're filming it because they're bringing out a DVD. I've never been wrong yet. Uh, happy birthday, says Sue. And uh, anybody else had the problem with uh, driving in from Benfleet towards London? Terrible interference. Really? Is it the car aerial? Does that som- sometimes... I got that the other day, actually. Elaine says, very happy birthday. Jill in uh, Greenhithe says, I'm not far behind you age-wise. <laughs> yeah, OK, whatever. And, uh, and Kate and William... 
going to cost you a little bit more money, I'm afraid. They've uh, they've decided that the expenditure on their apartment at Kensington Palace, uh, far from costing a million pounds, is set now to be two million pounds. I mean, it was an apartment that was already somebody else's there. Was it? I don't know if they've got somebody else's apartment. How can they spend two million pounds and we're paying for it? It's their private apartment, isn't it? Why are we paying? I mean, I wouldn't mind, but they do have the money. The royal fact the Queen can pay for this, can't she? Why are we paying for it? Not too sure. It's uh, 6.15. Nick Ferrari and the team. 7 o'clock this morning. The Malaysian airline story rumbles on. MH370. Ten days now. No sign of the plane. Nobody a clue. Now they're checking on the... Uh, on the pilots and the claims that the pilot held extremist beliefs. But there were two of them, two of them on the flight deck, plus the stewardess. Where is the blasted thing? Where is it? Has it crashed? Nobody heard anything. Nobody's claimed responsibility. Nobody said a word. They switched off the thing, which meant that nobody could communicate with them. It's all very odd. Nick will be talking about that this morning. Uh, With a, a former British Airways Boeing 747 pilots because it just appears to have just vanished off radar just now they're saying it, it flew on for another seven hours could be anywhere absolutely anywhere plus would you mind mixed sex toilets in your child's school depends what age i suppose and why are middle-class mums not bonding with their kids john craig chief political correspondent for sky news will be in the studio looking at the papers for nick ferrari this morning uh just in the final seven minutes don't forget after philip thompson from darlington on friday got himself the ipad mini uh, today, it's the Google Nexus 7 tablet. Makes it, makes it sound like a pill, doesn't it, really? Mm-hmm. This one uh, runs on Android, and it's the perfect mix of power and portability. You can get your hands on it. 6.30 this morning. Could be you. Could be you. One lucky listener will win the Google Nexus 7 tablet by answering this question correctly. Which actor is renowned for playing Harry Potter? Text the word gadget, followed by your answer, and send that to 84850. Before 6.30. Text costs £1.50 plus your standard network rate. If you text after the closing time, you won't be entered but may still be charged. We play across the LBC network. Full terms and conditions online at lbc.co.uk. So good luck. So who played Harry Potter? Uh, Paul Savory says happy birthday. Hope you're well and you enjoy your special day. Uh, lots of love from Paul and Alan. Congratulations on your engagement. Do I hear you're moving to Brighton? Word gets around. And, uh, and Stuart... In Sandy's, the fish shop in Twickenham. He says, birthday today, a big one. He says, not looking a day over 30. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> must get your eyes tested again, Stuart. You must get them. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you very much indeed. And to all the, all the people who've sent in uh, birthday cards and wishes and texts and emails. It's very nice. When, you, when you're doing a job like this, it's like celebrating. I should imagine the Queen on her birthday gets loads of cards from, from people sometimes she's probably never even met. Front pages of the papers in the uh, the closing minutes of the programme this morning, being Monday. And actually, I haven't got anything to do... Well, I haven't got anything to do today. It's sort of... You know, I can go and put put my feet up, being being birthday boy. You're allowed to do that. Uh, drama on the front page of the Mail as uh, hero Mo collapses. He's OK. He's OK. An elderly dementia sufferer had more than 200,000 taken from her bank account after her gardener was given power over affairs by the controversial Court of Protection. This 89-year-old woman was persuaded to sign an agreement allowing the handyman access to her property and savings. He was eventually stopped when he tried to take another £140,000. It's absolutely ridiculous. But the man will not be prosecuted, and the court has ruled his name should not be made public. Blimey. This, this prompted an insurance firm to alert the police, but he won't be prosecuted. The case will add to growing fears over the secretive court of protection. Well, it sounds absolutely outrageous. 
It's on the front page of the uh, Mail today. Pressure is mounting on George Osborne to raise the 40p tax threshold. After it was claimed, he said people didn't mind paying the higher rate because it makes them feel like a success. Are you mad? So what did Vince Cable say the other day? No, none of these bankers need to earn more than a million. Who needs to earn more than a million? Well, you're off your trolley, aren't you? Next time I see you at Twickenham Station, I shall slap the back of your legs. Never heard anything like it. Uh, missing jet could have landed. They think that the, the final satellite signal could have been sent from the plane on the ground. That's according to the mirror. But they don't know. They don't know. They're just purely guessing. Uh, Roddy Corbett, uh, not going to retire. He's had a bit of a bit of a health scare. He's 80-something, 80, 80 but uh, Anne, his wife, of 49 years. Actually, I, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day. And he's going to be making a documentary. I can't tell you what the documentary is about, but I promise you, when this hits the screen, you're going to be riveted to it. I can't tell you anything else. I'm absolutely verboten to mention anything about it. But it's it's going to knock your socks off, this one. It's going to knock your socks. It's taken a long time to try and sort out. That's all I'm allowed to say. A new device, according to the Express today, could save the lives of diabetics and slash... NHS treatment costs. The stick-on sensor about the size of a 2p piece replaces the need for daily finger-pricking jabs to monitor blood glucose glucose levels. I quite like the idea of just having something you can immediately look down and see what your sugar reading is, because that's that's the big bone of contention for a lot of diabetics, having to sort of prick your fingers, squeeze... I mean, yesterday I tried three fingers to try and squeeze enough blood out to, to hit the metre. But they say this, it can collect data for up to... Uh, 14 days. I like the sound of this. I like the sound of this. Very much so. Front page of The Independent. People gathering in uh, Simferopol after a referendum in Crimea. Uh, the Afghan link to the fate of the missing plane. As I say, they don't know. Uh, was the plane on the ground, say, the Metro, when the last signal was sent? The picture is of Mo Farah. And she's got five films out this year, but Imogen Poots isn't looking up to her celeb status. The Times on the front page is Harry Browning 3 and his sister Isabel making the most of the sunshine in the park by lying down next to some daffodils. And uh, finally, The Telegraph, uh, Mo collapses, Osborne, I will build for Britain, and uh, the West condemns illegitimate poll that hands the Crimea to Russia. Can't read my clock now, actually. No, I'm all right. And uh, two other papers which we didn't do. The Daily Star, plane hijack copied from Tintin, plot out of Kiddie's cartoon. If only it were that funny, but sadly not. And the charity chief and the AK-47 fighters. It's uh, strange, actually. This is a masked fighter brandishing an AK-47, embraced by the boss of a charity that has raised thousands from the British public for Syria. This is a, a Worcester coach firm chief called Adil Ali in the war-torn country, um, which is... Are we out of time? Am I? No. I'm terribly sorry it was an early out time. Listen, I'm back with you tomorrow morning from four. Nick Ferrari at seven. Breakfast with Lisa Aziz. Thank you so much for everything. This.